Hello, and welcome to the first ever bonus episode of Warren Beast. Ooh. Where we're getting spooky. Spooky. Ju- yeah. I'm John the Ghost. And yeah. with me are. Hi, I'm Jordan. I can't do a spooky voice, sorry. <laughs> welcome, my friends. <laughs> I am your ghost host, Spookus. Or Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give a way to like, uh, like spook up my name. Like I don't know, like John a Phantom. That's not bad. Something like that. This is literally how we open our Halloween episode of D Comedy. But okay. <laughs> well, well, I haven't listened, so I'm not aping you. I'm just yeah, no, yeah, no. It's I'm not, it's not every other podcast that has Halloween when episodes. When we're recording, when we're recording this, it's not up yet. But it's just so funny that both of the of both of them revolve around us trying to figure out what our spooky names are. Yeah. <laughs> so for this Halloween spooktacular episode of Warren Beast, we're looking at a different Transformers series, Transformers Animated, which has a Halloween themed episode in season one. It's season one, episode nine, Along Came a Spider. Indeed. And um before we get started, we got a guest. Uh Lucas here is has Whoa. been on other audio entropy casts and um we just we haven't been on ours yet, and we want to know what your history with Transformers is. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I actually have kind of a weird history with this show. Um, I I've never seen Beast Wars prior to the start. You guys starting War and Beast actually, because um, I was literally born the same year as Beast Wars started. Um, and so the first Transformers show I was introduced to was uh, just I think it was called Transformers. Cybertron or something like uh, oh no no anime, it was the anime it was one of the animes right <laughs> yeah it was Transformers Robots in Disguise and it aired in 2001 I remember that one yeah that I liked that show. I had some to- I I remember that show really well because they had I remember the coolest thing to me was they had train Transformers and like so I'd never seen that before Transformers that become trains that was really cool to me yeah um, and then they had they had one that became a shark and he like swam through land it was very cool. Yeah, uh, weren't they fighting the Predacons in that series? Which is kind of interesting. Something like it was, like it was Autobots versus Predacons, wasn't it? I Not in No, I think something. I don't know. Uh, I like I said, I was like five, so I am okay. sorry. Awesome. But then I got really into Transformers, uh, the Transformers Cybertron. That is the, the the next one. Which the whole the whole that that one is kind of more like this uh, Beast Wars, where it's like CGI animated, and the whole conceit of that show is power are like power keys that like they have to find oh, these yeah. power keys that power them up and also like unlock this super cool thing or whatever but i was super into that show and i had so many toys from that i was a big fan um but then i just kind of i don't think i did watch transformers prime when it came out but uh i didn't stick with that for too long <laughs> I always like to give the new Transformers thing a chance, at least. I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, High Moon Studios' Transformers video games yeah. for, the Xbox, for the Xbox and PS3. Those are so, so good. I was a huge... Also, because they're shooters, and I'm actually good at them, which is a surprise, because I suck <laughs> at shooters usually, but i huge, huge fans of those, just because of I think it's a great telling of the Transformers' origin and also a great game at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I've just kind of been sticking it out with Transformers. I, I love it, man. I would sit in school and write up teams of my own unique Transformers because I'm a freaking nerd. 
And That's uh, awesome. yeah, and it's and yeah, I love it. It's a it's freaking cars that turn into robots. You can't love that. So have you um tried going back and trying to watch Beast Wars or any of the older series like G One or anything like that? I, I did try watching G One. I read some of the G <laughs> One comics that that like came out with the TV show actually, where like. Which were made by Marvel and are actually pretty cool, especially because like freaking Spider-Man shows up in one of them, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I watched a little bit of G1, and yeah, it's actually it's not, it's pretty cool. I like it. There's some things that I'm definitely just like, wait, what? Like, that's how that works? Okay, like, okay. <laughs> like I didn't realize that uh, the, the Soundwave his transform his transformer is really just like a tape recorder. Like you can just like carry it. In yeah, your yeah. That's and weird. In, the high, in the high moon games, they made him just a car, I guess. But, yeah. like, how would you do that in a game, right? Just, like, yeah. having, like, oh, I, look, I'm, I, I'm a tape recorder now. I guess yeah. that's cool. <laughs> like, I remember I I collected a lot of the Dreamweave comics first, like, for when they first came out. And they actually explained, like, how certain Transformers had, uh, like, mass... Uh, displacement technology. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how that's how Optimus gets his like trailer, trailer and when he and, transforms. And Megan Ultron becomes like, a gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and apparently, like one of the stories they told in the Dream with the Dreamweave comics was that uh, Shockwave came to actually came to Earth before most of the like, well after after the crash, but came came around like in the eighties or so and and did you know copy there, but someone basically. Uh, because he was a scientist, like, used one of his inventions against him and basically just completely knocked him out. So he was stuck uh, as a t- as a giant as a, like a boombox for like <laughs> the entire 80s or so, and like no one knew what happened to him for a while. Interesting. I, I just kind of thought of a way they could do a boombox thing in a game for him becoming that is like. Well, I mean, he has the whole, like, tape thing where he can send out his allies. I'm not sure how you do that, but maybe you could, like, make it so that he turns into a stationary thing that lets out a buff for everyone else. Like, yeah, that'd be Lucio cool. I mean, for the, I mean, for the game that they were making, it probably, it, like, it just, no. it, it made, it, for the game that, what they were going for, they had to do what they did, but, like, yeah. in, like, in, like, a different kind of game, yeah, it could totally work. I mean, because I've been getting it so into Overwatch lately, I've been thinking about, like, other properties as that kind of game. I'm thinking, like, that'd be cool if there was, like, a Beast Wars or Transformers, like, team shooter where everyone had, all the different characters had different, like, actual abilities, not just, like... Yeah, I will, say, I, I will say, I will say, although I've never watched Beast Wars, it always, as a kid and even kind of now, it was always coolest to me when they became animals, because I was just like, oh, that's such a cool idea. Like, in Transformers Cybertron, my favorite guy was the one who becomes a lion, just because, like, I love lions, and I love Transformers. Lions great. So yeah, and then he can, like, merge with Optimus and become, like, an arm for him, and then it's just like, what? It's really cool. Yeah, I never checked out the CG anime Transformers series, because they just kind of, like... I watched, like, a couple episodes as they were on, like, TV. I remember one series where there was this, like, human character named Kicker, and I'm like, that's kind of cool that he's in, like, a suit and, like, he fights alongside them, because that's... Usually, the like, human characters are just useless and don't do anything. Yeah. But I, I, I was kind of turned off from, like, the fight scenes, which were literally them just all standing around shooting at each other and never hitting. Yeah, I, I can't like... say I can't <laughs> say whether or not they're good. I, I, mean, <laughs> they're good. I just no, remember totally. watching them. Um, and I rem- I had a PS2 Transformers game that was based off of Armada. It was, like, the first anime Transformers. I guess Robinson Skies was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, now we've got that out of the way, do you guys have any um, 
Halloween stories you want to share with the cast. I was thinking that might be a, an interesting idea. Halloween stories? Like any any stories about Halloween that, that are interesting anecdotes? I mean, we can cut this part out if, if we think of nothing. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I have nothing, so I'm just being kind of a dick asking you guys that. <laughs> uh, I have a funny Halloween story. I uh, guess. Cool. So this didn't happen to me. This happened to my sister, so I'm stealing her story. Um, but so I don't know. I feel like every kid growing up had an uncle. If you had an uncle, you had an uncle who's an asshole. And, uh, (laughs) one of my uncles growing up was the asshole uncle who loved to mess with us. Um, and so one Halloween night, I believe this was Halloween. It was dark. There's a full moon. It's like freaking terrifying. We live right next to a forest and so my uncle thought it would be a great idea to go out and play hide-and-seek with my sister and a couple other kids. And so he thought it would be hilarious if he climbed up in a tree and then jumped down and scared my sister. Great plan, right? But yeah. So he climbs the tree. He gets up there. He's scoping her out. He sees my sister. And he's like, all right, I'm going to jump down and scare her. And he does so. But he didn't realize how high up he was, and so he lands and breaks his ankle at the same time. So this is the chain of events. All right, I'm scared. Oh, there she is. And so my and then my sister got scared, so she ran away, and so we had to limp back to the house. Oh, wow. That would have been even scarier, too, because not only did someone jump in front of you, now your uncle's injured. <laughs> she was terrified, so she ran away, and then he had to limp back to the house through the woods. Amazing. Uh, I bet he had a great night. Uh, oh, yeah. He was, yeah. The funny thing is, too, he became the most, like, protective, responsible father I've ever met. Like, how I learned to swim was he threw me into a pool. Like, he was that guy. Like, he literally, here's how I learned to swim. Hey, Luke, you're getting a little old for those water wings, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Here, let me just take those off. Swim! And then threw me. And then that's how I learned to swim. And if I didn't murder me in cold blood. I like how he said swim like uh, my friend tries to use sleep spells in D&D. He just goes up to people and goes, sleep! (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a reference to uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, so... Oh, it could be. <laughs> Quite possibly. But, um, um... I do have, like, a story, but it's just more of just, like, how I was a, a huge nerd even when I was, like, ten years old or so. Because I remember... Yeah, I mean, like, we're, I, we're on a Transformers podcast, I think. Yeah. All <laughs> but I, I remember, like, in elementary school, uh, I wanted to... I specifically wanted to dress up as a black market dealer, and I literally got, like, a trench coat for my size, and I was, like, tiny, and, like, a... a, I was gonna say, so would that be, like, a trench coat, and you open it up, and it has stuff inside? Is that the idea? Yeah, I had, I opened it up, I had, like, uh, fake dynamite, I had, like, size, and, like, a bunch of, like, toy weapons. Man, you could could not do that today. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm thinking like that, and, like, they had price tags on them and everything, and I'm I'm like, man, I wish I could do that today, but... No way. No. Yeah, I'm 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 dressing up as Nathan Drake this year, and I'm already scared nice. to be walking around with a holster. Just like people, just like give me the side eye because I got a holster. Because like 
especially because I'm in college, and so there's gonna be cops everywhere. So I'm just like, I'm, I hope none of them ask me, like, "Hey, excuse, excuse me, kid, can you come? Can you come here real quick? Just let me see that. All right, you're good." I, I was thinking of uh, going out as uh, what's his name, Professor Birch, I think, from Pokemon. Oh, oh that'd be, that'd be oh, awesome. Because I think I would pull that off. Plus, <laughs> plus I, uh, plus I also have the, I uh, already have like the lab coat, so. Yeah, you could totally do it. That'd, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd, that, I'd like to see that. Yeah, man. If you have like, it, he's pretty easy, I guess. If you have yeah. that like body type and like, yeah. That yeah. Thing. I did uh, last year. I went as I bought a blue lab coat and a and a uh, bow tie off Amazon, and I went as Bill Nye the Science Guy. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I was worried. I was worried no one was gonna get it because like I thought they were just gonna be like. Oh, what are you, a scientist? But a surprising amount of people got it. Like, I was, like, really happy with it. Well, Although, I will say, like, the peak of my night was I was walking home, and a group of people behind me were, like, there were a group of people behind me, I wasn't paying attention to them. And one of them was just like, hey, what's up, Bill Nye? And I was like, yeah, thanks, super cool. And then I just keep walking, and then all of a sudden, I hear all of them just start going, Bill, 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 <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. And then I just turned around to him, and I just go, science rules. And they're just like, Yes! <laughs> Yes! <laughs> All those moments are amazing. Yeah. The only science-themed costume I did was, I don't know if you guys ever watched Spoonie. I uh, don't know. know. He's like, a, he's like a, he was a that guy with the glasses guy. He was like... Oh, yeah, it okay. sounds familiar. That's probably, yeah, that's yeah. probably where I've heard it from. Yeah, he, um, he has a character called Dr. Insano, and I went as him one year, because again, it's a really easy costume. We just buy like a trench coat, a stethoscope, <laughs> oh not a lab coat, I mean, a stethoscope and like some crazy googly glasses, and there you are, you're Dr. Insano. And um, this year I'm trying to do, uh, I'm trying to go as an orc. So I bought sounds like, like Sounds like it'll be makeup intensive on that one. Oh, it is, and it, I, I bought like um, makeup already, and orc ear prosthetics and tusk prosthetics and i just ordered like a generic like knight costume just to wear to be like okay here's like a medieval looking costume (laughs) um and i'm hopefully it works i need to figure out how to do the makeup because it's coming up soon i'm Uh, sure i'm sure there's a tutorial for that online somewhere yeah the thing came with instructions but they're in german (laughs) (laughs) which is cool because i bought it from like an american seller so and then when it came in, they were like, oh, yeah, there's charge on delivery. And I'm like, what? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure what happened is they just, like, up from a third-party American company sold me something from Germany rather than them actually having it in stock. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll work out. I have a friend who, um, he uh, he does drag performance, so he's really good at makeup. So I was going to ask him if he could do my orc makeup, but I haven't talked to him yet. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so, and I guess, last thing is, I know Lucas said that he has not seen Transformers animated until today. <laughs> yes, not until today. And, um, Jordan said you've been watching it, so. Yeah, like, I was pretty much fresh to the series in general. Like, I knew it existed in bits yeah, and pieces, I had heard, but I had, I had not actually I had, I had seen heard the series before. I guess I'll start off with, um, I bought season, I saw it on TV, and I'm like, okay, this is... Alright, and I bought season one and two on DVD, and I got really into it after watching through the whole series, because, like, I would say that the series starts off kind of strange. It's it's very different than other Transformers series, in that a lot yeah, of... I, I got that impression from watching. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of season one is them fighting human supervillains. They're more like a superhero team. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, I, got, thought, I, I, I thought that was an imp- I kind of like I didn't necessarily know that. I like I read the Wikipedia article about some stuff, but uh, I got that impression because I was like, wait, why are they just out in broad daylight? Like, I guess people know about them. All right, cool. Yeah, they're a superhero team in this thing, and uh, there's, there's not really any Decepticons until like later on in season one. And the reason they did that apparently was because they wanted Decepticons to seem more like a threat, like a real threat, because. In other stories, they just beat them like every week, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess essentially. Basically, I mean, it depends what you mean, but like, they can. I mean, beat them probably like in battle, but like Decepticons usually like try and outwit them. Like, oh, totally. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm. There's definitely. I mean, Beast Wars uh, (laughs) has been has done a pretty good job so far of making it seem like both sides are pretty even, and usually make it out kind of like. Just above their heads, the, the uh, maximals. Although last right. episode that we did, Prime just kicked the shit out of everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a little weird. But as it went on, the series got like it gets pretty dark and and really it really shows like a lot of like the horrors of war. Yeah, and, I did read some stuff that like people had written about saying it. Like it's got it's got really good like character development or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, it's Which a lot like surprising. it's a lot like Beast Wars in that sense of this uh, a small team who aren't soldiers who have to rise up to become these heroes. It's just kind of like Beast Wars premise because these guys were just space bridge repairmen, and then they uh, got thrust into this situation where they're on an alien planet and they're against the most powerful Decepticon ever, Megatron, although right. he's not around. At the beginning, they took a few things from the movie in that they had like. The technology in this world is based off of Megatron's, like, corpse, for lack of a better word. He's not dead. Uh, comatose body, I guess, is a better way to say it. And But yeah, like, in, in especially season three, it got, like, pretty heavy. And Stars, it's also, this series is one of my favorite star screens. Uh, another thing I really like about the series is how on point the toys were compared to, like, the toys look exactly like the animation models. Like, like if you look at G1 stuff, they're, like, like... Bumblebee looks nothing like his toy. <laughs> yeah, it. it uh, Beast there, Wars was pretty good for it, but even them weren't as accurate as this show was. Yeah, well, like, let me. Well, I feel like I wouldn't like that because if I'm speaking honestly, I was not a fan of the art style of the of this series. I thought it was fair enough. A little weird, just but that's just a preference thing. I didn't think it was yeah. like horrible or anything. I just wasn't um, a fan. So with that, Jordan, how do you feel about the series so far? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, um. I've like it like like Lucas. I've kind of read how like there's some more darker things, and I'm actually kind of thinking of uh, shotgunning some more episodes to get towards those things because the first couple of things make make it kind of feel like it's you know like they were just trying to like do a nice kid friendly show, but then it kind of just decided well we don't we're not really shooting for that demographic anymore so let's just write the sto- stories we really want to talk about or something like that yeah so no, i mean like at the beginning like i said the he- the human here villains got like it was really weird i didn't yeah. really like that stuff but um i think if i had actually sat down to watch this sh- series uh like because it i'm pretty sure it was in like the early 2000s wasn't it yeah this came out right after the movie did so it'd be more like 2007 yeah. Ish, yeah. And only like, lasted I mean, for three seasons. Like I know it wasn't. That's not bad. Like it wasn't really based off of the 
movie so much, which no, they, if they, I, took like, they took like little things here and there yeah. from it, but not. But if I had watched it then, I probably would have sat down and watched more, mostly because uh, I, that was like one of those times where I actually paid attention to voice actors a lot. And every time I like mm-hmm. look up information about the voice actors in the series, I'm like, oh, I didn't know they did a voice. Like, weird, Al Yankovic did a voice in this yeah, series. Yeah, he did, which I was like, really cool because yeah. uh, like the, he plays uh, Rekgar, Rekgar. <laughs> which is the guy, which is from the guy from the original movie. Yeah. Whose his his scene is where you hear "Dare to Be Stupid," which is a song Al did for the film, and he even says a he even says a line, "I am Rekgar. I dare to be stupid." And I was like. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so I I saw that uh, when I saw him in concert a couple months ago, he would play like in between songs when he was like putting on costumes or whatever. He would they would he would throw up clips of like him and pop culture, and he threw that one up. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they did a Transformers thing. Uh, and but yeah, like and like I said earlier, so lucky to see these guys in concert. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. I live in like Bumdunk, Canada. <laughs> I actually got to go to uh, a Weird Al Yankovic concert. Uh, when he was doing the running with scissors tour, which was kind of fun, and uh, the nice, the nice thing was like I was, like I'm I'm kind of like and I'm even now like I'm kind of at that age where like I don't want to go into like a mosh pit kind of thing, but I do want to actually like you know be able to have fun and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and weird. And Weird Al Yankovic concerts are kind of just like that. Like everyone's you know they're pretty oh, yeah. close and stuff like that, but they're not like you know, like, dancing crazy or anything, or, like, really there. It's just people there having fun, like, they're oh, yeah. listening it and was a, fun. It was, a really, it was a really cool time. It was, like, an outdoor venue, so you, had, you like, brought lawn chairs, and everyone just hung out. And was, and I got my friend to go who wasn't super familiar with Weird Al, so he was just like, I have no idea what you're getting me into. But he had fun. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool concert. But uh, I also was going to say, like, like I said earlier, Jeff Glenn Bennett does uh, Prowl's voice, which... Uh, He's just another one of my favorite voice actors who I, I don't know if he's like a well-known one, but he's he's been he does a lot of voice actor work like he's like a like that is like his major job. Like, you know how some voice actors also do like um, acting and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. don't really know mm-hmm. if he's been in movies as himself or, or like live action or anything like that. Like all I know him from is the crazy amount of voice act work voice acting work he's done. And it's just kind of, it's just that it's one of those things where he's he's done so much that there you probably have heard him, yeah, but right. not realize it was him because he does do quite a few different voices. There's just like, like there's like, like two or three voices that he does kind of, and I think I mentioned this before. Like he has this like, uh, John Cleese kind of uh, British snooty voice that he does that I can instantly pick pick up. And he tends to do a variation of that in in this one, like not not so British, but as but just this stiff, you know, uh, uh, like proper kind of inflection that he that he he's that I've you know come to know hear hear him in other things he's done. Yeah, I really like him as Prowl in this series. One thing I really enjoy is when he turns into a motorcycle because that's his form. Because he's not in this episode, so. Yeah. Um, you don't get to see him here, but he gets this like hologram, like cop dude with like a mustache and aviator yeah. glasses, and his voice comes out of that, and it's just it's great. I love it. Yeah, I was actually surprised uh, in this episode specifically, at least because, like I said, I've been watching. Uh, Cree Summer is in this, who I'm a yeah. huge fan of as a voice actress. 
because uh, I was a huge fan of Codename Kids Next Door when I was yeah. younger. Oh yeah, and so I, I instantly was like, oh yeah, that's pre summer. That's cool. Yeah, and and uh, like I said, like they have a lot of really good voice actors uh, in in the course of this series. So you know, I probably would have watched a lot more if I'd known that. Except I, I mentioned this off mic, but uh, I am not a fan of Optimus's voice in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I get yeah. It's I really. I just wanted really? to, I want to say real quick, uh, Chris Summers. Was, I remember her most from Rugrats as a kid. I wanted to make sure it was the same voice, so I looked it up real quick. Sorry, Lucas, for cutting you off there. Continue. No, no, I was just, <laughs> I was just, I was just complaining because I'm just like. No, like, I mean, I'm mean, hearing it. When I when I was on Teenagers Attitude last time, I mentioned how I don't like when you can see Optimus Prime's mouth when when I prefer just the faceplate because it's like cooler yeah. or stoic. But I can deal with seeing the mouth. I can deal with it. Like in Transformers Prime, which I watched for a while, he his, he has both. He has the faceplate and it drops, yeah. and then you see his mouth. But for this one, I was just like, wait, that's what he sounds like normally. Like I just associate Optimus. Like I never, I, I don't even. I'm not one of the camp who believes that he needs to sound exactly the same and always needs to be voiced by the same guy. Like obviously, I like his original voice more. Like, but uh, I just think I think Optimus Prime. I think his voice should be you know deep and meaningful and like the Decepticons will always be our enemy. Like like that. Like inspiring kind of in a way. But I just feel like this yeah. isn't necessarily representative of that. But at the same time, I it, based on what you were saying about how like he kind of isn't supposed to be that. He's supposed to just be a repairman who gets thrown into this crazy situation. I will say that that's not a horrible choice in that regard because that does kind of... It kind of came off to me as, like, generic anime hero voice a little bit. But... Uh, and so I do kind of get where they, what they were going for in that regard, like making him sound more like an everyman because that's kind of what he's supposed to be. But at the same time, it just didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I totally. I get what you mean. And because you mentioned on TWA, I believe Zach asked us on uh, War and Beast as one of our questions. We were talking. We've we've actually t- discussed mouth and not faceplate Optimus quite a lot on our podcast. <laughs> um, and I and I almost mirror your sentiments about that. Where I I don't like Optimus without a faceplate typically because of the reasons you stated. Where he's supposed to be this like he's. He's better than everyone else, like in a, in a good way. Like you know, he's kind of like he's this idealized hero. Yeah, that's and, a good word. And it, it, I, and it, um, it, it makes him kind of seem overworldly and and separate from you when he's got the faceplate on and right. that deep voice. It makes it, him it, seem like it makes him seem like a knight, is what it is. It makes uh, him yeah. seem righteous yeah. in a way. And so I, I, when I did the thing, I said I agreed with. The faceplate's better because without the faceplate, it humanizes him too much and makes him too relatable. And I and I agree that Optimus Prime typically should not be that, which is why I didn't like the faceplate being off in the movies, where they're clearly going for that kind of Optimus that's supposed to be this idealized hero. Yeah. Who and, when the uh, when the next movie is literally called The Last Night, and <laughs> and then in Transformers Prime, it's the same deal. But in this show. And in Optim- and then Optimus Primal in Beast Wars, I don't mind they're not being a faceplate because that's not what they're going for. Like you said, like they're clearly going for a different kind of Optimus. So not having the faceplate does not bother me in this series or in Beast Wars, as it's not the same character. He just has the same name. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And 
like I said when we were talking about that, it's I think it more just goes depends on what they're going for. Like like Kendall was saying, like here in in animated, he he doesn't he does seem like more of like I guess like you know different from the from the the knight that you alluded to before. Like so you know it doesn't seem like he needs the fa- face mask kind of thing. While Prime or Optimus Primal in in uh in Beast Wars, he kind of is like more of a uh, like a merging of the two. Like he's uh, he's been thrust into leadership position, and you know he wants to try and you know keep up these ideals, but he's not perfect at that. And that's and so him having to be able to sw- you know like he switches, he has a faceplate cover that he sometimes uses when he like you know when he's in the fighting or or flying <laughs> around, and so like that kind of you know works in my mind because you know he's. Well, you know, he only uses it when he's fighting, when he's trying to, you know, when all else has failed with communication or whatever, and he, you know, he's reduced to having to fight for <laughs> fight for his ideals. Yeah, yeah, they they actually do a really good uh, version of that, like in the uh, High Moon Studios games, where like when you first meet him, he's just Optimus, like he hasn't become Optimus Prime yet, and you really do, and they just do they, it's just the faceplate. And you do get the sense that, like, he's still trying to figure out, like, who he is now that he's become Optimus instead of who he was, who was Orion Pax, which is a whole thing mm-hmm. we don't need to get into. And, <laughs> well, we're going to get uh, into it a bit later because Attila 1 is kind of... Yeah, that's fair. That, that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so I just think that that's a good point that you made. Yeah, like, these, these Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime Minister series are... They're trying to reach the ideal, but they're not quite there yet, while the other Optimuses are already that ideal. And I don't think Optimus Prime in this series with a faceplate would work, as the character... Like, imagine everything you saw in that episode, but he's got a faceplate on. It just wouldn't work, you know? So... Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I could... Yeah. I'm just um, personally not a fan of it. Yeah, no, I, I got I, 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 under, I, I can understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. say that. And I remember Kendall, his his opinion on this whole thing was like, I don't care. <laughs> like he's got no investment in it at all. Um So I guess we'll start with the episode now after this like twenty or so <laughs> minutes of bullshitting. Oh well, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's just that's the name of the game in audio entropy. <laughs> uh so the episode opens at a pumpkin patch, where Sari, the human companion to the Autobots in this series, is selecting one to use for their jack-o'-lantern this Halloween. Indeed. After passing over a few for being too round, too orange, and too normal, she settles on a large, dumpy-looking one. Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and Bulkhead are also there, and Bulkhead offers to help to pick up the pumpkin, but ends up squashing it in his grip, almost dousing Sari in pumpkin juice and grossing her out. He apologizes, saying, Oops, my bad. <laughs> and um, about Sari a little bit, actually. Uh, <laughs> she's my favorite human companion in all of the Transformers series. Really? Yeah, I, I know. I, I knew that after watching this episode that if Kendall was on it, he would have probably considered her annoying and that anyone else would. <laughs> but believe me, she she's the most developed character in the series. In the series, like She really comes into her form later on. Huh, that's, funny. And that's I, interesting. Like, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think don't... she's annoying. I just was not particularly attached to her or anything. I did yeah. think, but something that really threw me off is I feel like they were doing, they do something with her lip movements 
that maybe it was just the episode, the version I was watching or something, but I feel like her lip, the way they match her lip movements to her voice is intentionally kind of off and like to kind of give it kind of an offbeat thing. And that just kind of messed me up a little bit, but I don't know if I'm noticed, the only one. That got that I noticed the lip movements being weird the whole episode, actually, in a lot of instances, but I could see maybe focusing on her. Um, and I like her design actually a lot because it reminds me of Link from Wind Waker. Oh yeah, I can see that. Her face I will say, is almost the exact I will say though, shape. by the way, I do not like her name. I don't like the name Sorry, just because it sounds like the word Sorry, and so I, it's I confusing. <laughs> they actually did make that joke in one of the earlier episodes, didn't they? When they were introducing. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah, where she's like, where like I got you, and she's like, I'm sorry, and she's like, you don't have to be sorry. He's like, no, that's my name. Uh, <laughs> pretty good, actually. Um, for me, being a Canadian speaker, we pronounce it more Sorry. So it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, I can say yeah, the <laughs> same. But uh, no, I totally get that. Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't know if you, if you, if you. I mean, Jordan's watching it, so I'm not going to say it because I want him to experience the show. But sorry, <laughs> develops a lot as it goes on, and um, her whole story. Um, the people who maybe check out this episode, and for you, you Lucas, is that um, her dad, Professor Sumdak, created all this super technology for Detroit out of uh, Megatron's head. Right. And um, he gets kidnapped near the beginning of this series. I believe that's true, right, Jordan? Um, no, like, he's... At oh, it doesn't happen in this one? Okay. No, at the, at the moment, he's... Well, Megatron is kind of directing him at the moment. Like, at this okay. point. Yeah, because Megatron gets him to build him a body, right? Yeah. So, okay. and But he doesn't... Okay. But he doesn't it's a realize the next season because that definitely happens. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just I forgot. Sorry, my bad. Um, no, no, my bad. Because um, like the whole Kim getting kidnapped thing. Because I, I thought that she was living with them at this point. And that the main happen. the main thing with her is the fact that she has a magic key that can <laughs> interact with Transformers, which will yeah, become the important. El- the Elspark gave her that, key. which <laughs> is really weird to me. But whatever. <laughs> well, because like the Elspark is kind of like. In, in the no, movie, no. it's kind of a matrix of leadership instead of the Allspark, because I thought Allspark was more like, oh, that's like the god. But Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't have a problem with the Allspark being involved. I just have a problem with the way she uses it, at, at least in this episode, where we see her literally trying to like start an engine with it. <laughs> she, usually, um, she, she usually uses it to heal the Autobots, but yeah. Okay. yeah I think even the, the TF wiki mentioned that uh, by the end of this episode, she's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be using it just for everything. Yeah, you know, totally. so much, and and they mentioned like maybe the the writers were kind of guessing that the that you know that the audience was kind of getting either sick of it or they're going to call you know BS on her always you know solving everything by just push hitting it with the with the all spark key. Yeah, I could see that. Also, I do want to point out that as they do the pumpkin patch scene, we see children running around in what I what I like what I love. That's one of the things that I love about. TV Halloween episodes is that they can never do any branded Halloween costumes, yeah. so it's just like vague, like clown and k- yeah. pumpkin head. And but well, there's one kid who's dressed like a Russian soldier, which really threw yeah, me off. There is. I I actually listed all the different costumes in this scene, and like yeah, we got we got a Russian soldier, a karate kid, another soldier for beret, and some kid with like a samurai helmet thing. I don't know. And there's a kid who just does like a cupcake, maybe. I was thinking <laughs> like, they, a, I, like they could. I think it was just a 
pumpkin head, and then there's a red ghost, which maybe is with the Russian. I thought, I thought the I thought the cupcake was supposed to be like generic strawberry shortcake. Yeah. is what I got. That. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. So yeah, Optimus seems a little perplexed by all this, and he tries to clarify. Oh, did, we, did, we, did we mention that they don't understand what Halloween is, and so she's trying to explain it to him? Yeah, that's yeah. She, that's what she's doing. Okay, sorry. So yeah, like he says. So the purpose of his Halloween is to disguise yourself in order to frighten strangers and extort sugar-infused nuggets. I love and that, sorry, that definition yeah. of Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. I did. I did. I just laughed <laughs> at the term "sugar-infused uh, nuggets." And they really are extorting it because they're like "trick or treat" because "trick" means we're gonna like vandalize your house unless you give us candy. <laughs> yeah, Halloween's really messed up if you think about it. Yeah. I, I love it though; it's my favorite. Um, I don't like it. I I didn't get a chance to go into this on our Halloween episode of D Comedy, but yeah, I'm not a Halloween guy. It's not mainly mainly because two things: I don't like to be scared, so I don't like horror movies or haunted houses or any of that stuff. And then I don't drink, so I can't do adult (laughs) Halloween where it just go to a party and just get crazy. So. It's just Fair kind enough. of. I like the dressing up part, but that's about it. Yeah. I love dressing up, and I and I and I, I agree. I don't like being. Like, I don't like horror movies either, and I get scared from them. But I, I, while I don't like horror, I love spooky, like that, like that safe spookiness. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I, my like, yeah. my personal Halloween tradition is to get a three dollar burrito from Chipotle and then watch Monster Squad. Yeah, yeah like that yeah, kind of that, stuff, that or like, kind of... or like uh, that uh, that Disney movie, uh, Hocus Pocus, is a really cute, spooky yeah. Halloween story. Like, I love spooky. I love autumn. I love the pumpkins. Like, all that stuff is the best. And I've gotten a little more into horror as time goes on. I still don't like, like, I like horror that's more like psychological rather than like gore fest. Like, give me paranormal activity. Don't like the first one. I don't know, but the other ones are kind of shit. But <laughs> the first one, and not don't give me like. Uh, Saw. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, that's. Uh, God, it's, well, I'm not really a fan of either. But like, fair the, enough. The, but the yeah, first, I love first, I love the the first saw, stuff. Like, like the first saw had a good concept. You know, like what would you do to basically yes. save your life? And then they kind of just drove it into the ground with everything else, and it just became gore fest. And that's yeah, it's it's just yeah. torture porn. I, and it's yeah, not my thing. <laughs> so, I I do like the idea of um like a murder trap that is inherently designed so you can get out of it. Yeah. Like it's not just you you're here, you're going to die. It's like you, you can do it. You can't get out of it. You just got to be fast enough and smart enough. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. idea. Although some of them are kind of stupid because it's yeah. like, how would you think to do that? Like <laughs> another safe spooky thing I like is Castlevania games. They're like really good. Like, Oh, this is a horror, but it's not scary. It's like, I get to fight Frankenstein, but I'm not yeah. like spooked out of my pain. Um, uh, if you want, if you want a true horror story, I uh, just real quick, I was playing. I had a, I bought an NES recently, and I was playing Castlevania One on it, and it took yeah. and that game, you know, was very very hard, and so I managed to get all the way up to death. Uh, right, so it was like right last boss, like right before Dracula, the Grim Reaper, and I was just like, "Damn it, this is so hard, I can't." And I was like, "All right, I'll pause it. I'll come back to it tomorrow after school." So I paused it and just left the system running. And then I came back the next day, and we had a blackout, and I lost everything. Oh god! Yeah, that was a dark day for me. I've only ever been able to get up to death too. I really want to be that game. Although yeah. I've learned a way to cheese death now, so I'm going to use that whenever I get to <laughs> death. 
<laughs> you just you can just throw holy water where he's standing and he'll die. Like he well, won't see, even move. Yeah, but then you also have to get past the hallway up to him, which is just a hellstorm. It is, but I've been, I've been able to get past that. So yeah, I remember one uh, time I was I was doing that hallway and I hit a candle and then the invincibility potion dropped and I was just like run, <laughs> get to <it>, run down. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry says. You say it like, like it's a bad thing, and the most important part about Halloween is picking just the right costume. It has to make a statement, and it must get people's attention. That makes me wonder what that Russian soldier kid statement is trying to make. Uh, his statement's probably, I love Mother Russia. <laughs> Communism for the win. Or maybe he wants Yakov Smirnov to, to start uh, to do stand-up in Detroit for him. And that one girl just really likes cupcakes. <laughs> But um, what seems to have gotten Optimus' attention is a stuffed spider decoration. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Just a brief. Okay. So, so this is going to launch Optimus into a deeply uh, upsetting flash series of flashbacks. But like, it's the stupidest, dumbest-looking spider thing like I've ever seen. Like, especially considering that Optimus isn't native to Earth and like only vaguely would probably know what spiders look like. Like, it's really surprising me that this goofy-looking thing is just like, oh no, my tragic past! <laughs> well, because he doesn't really know what spiders look like, wouldn't that make it more like, oh, this looks exactly like that thing that killed my best friend? Spoilers. I guess. It looks, it looks so goofy, it's funny to me that he's just like, oh, no, totally. this, this, this causes me to stirs deep emotions within me. It's got, like, two big googly eyes. That's, that's, the, that's what does. makes They're it very, so funny. It's very cute for yeah. a spider it's not very threatening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he remembers being on an alien planet with his friends Alita One and Sentinel, who later becomes Sentinel Prime. Right. Uh, Alita One has a robot ponytail, and it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Which is, yes. I think it was uh, kind of based off of uh, Generation One. Alita had like a different form called Ariel, and she yeah. had a ponytail as well. So it's totally. Those... It was like when Ariel's Alita ones uh, is like Optimus is Orion Pax. It's like yeah. his name before they became yeah. like warriors. Mm-hmm. Before they got their upgrade or whatever. Yeah, and she had a ponytail as well, except you know she was really really pink. Yes, yes, she was <laughs> very pink. This was back <laughs> in the it. days when this is back in the days when they were like, how do we let them know it's a girl? Make it thin as possible and very very pink. Yeah. <laughs> If you ever saw the Transformers movie and saw RC, that's that's yeah. the kind of pink we're talking about. Yeah, I'm and, much um, more of a fan. I'm much more of a fan of RC's redesign for Prime, which is just like that sleek black motorcycle with the yeah. tinge of pink. It's much cooler. Oh yeah, totally. It's but she. Well, not that there's anything wrong with pink. Pink. No, really no. Cool. no. It's just no. it's just it's just you can't have every girl character be pink. Like, come on. Totally. And for, and yes, for those of you not watching, uh, Elita One is yellow. Yes. Yes. She's the yellow ranger. This one, not the pink one. <laughs> and she has a neat ability, which we find out later. That I'd yeah, ask. I said everything about uh, even about though it's not series. super well explained. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I get, well, I mean, like it's not exactly this particular ability isn't explained, but it's explained a little bit. Where like in this version of Transformers, Autobots don't use guns per se. Like Autobots are kind of like refurbished utility robots. So all, all of their abilities come from like they have a hmm. special power. Like none of them have like a gun, while the Decepticons tend to have, like, tons of guns. So, like, Optimus has an axe and a grappling right. hook and, like, a foam yeah. spray. Bumblebee has little spark things. Like uh, stingers, right? That's, that's yeah, Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. 
Bulkhead's just really strong and, and the like wrecking ball. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Prowl's got like shuriken things. Like some of the other robots, like I think like Rodimus Prime in this series has like a bow. Like none of them have straight up guns. Because they're the good guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just letting I'll, you know, kid. Just letting you know, kids. They're the good guys. Well, I think it's also to make them weaker than Decepticons, so that it's like more of like a ch- Decepticons are like more of a threat because they are inherently more powerful than Autobots. True. I can see that. So he's standing with Alita in a canyon, and they're looking up at some giant webbing strewn between the canyon's edges. Alita remarks on their beauty, and Optimus agrees, but wonders what it is. Alita has got no idea. Then Sentinel shouts at them from behind, saying to get their fan belts in gear, and transforms from vehicle mode to robot. Also, Optimus- is he is he supposed to look like a snowplow? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was wondering, I was like... His, his Earth like form a, is a is a snowplow. Snow, yes, snowplow. Really? That's the that word. Any, yeah. He's supposed to be like a big deal. Okay. Like not yeah. the call I would not the call I would make though. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think I'm pretty sure the TF Wiki mentioned how that this version of Sentinel, like, and he's just being called Sentinel at this point. Where like I think in the first episode he actually received Prime status, so he was Sentinel Prime. And yeah. we call him something else in another episode, but it's still Sentinel, whatever. But like the usually sent the character of Sentinel Prime in the Transformers series is like a mentor or a predecessor to Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and in this case, it seems like more like you know they were colleagues or or uh, friends. Yeah, yeah he gives a, this this whole scene where they're walking into the caves gives a very like opening to a bad uh, scary movie where like the jock oh, yeah. and his girl are going into the scary house and then like their nerdy friend who would be Optimus is like guys we really shouldn't <laughs> yeah. go in here it's this exactly planet's that. Off, this yeah. planet's off limits and then he's like come on Prime live a little there's no <laughs> such thing as ghosts and he even puts his <laughs> on, you know, like yeah, it's exactly like you describe. Yep, I feel like how uh, Sentinel Prime does say "inner Johnny goodness" at one point, though. He does say that. Yes. Yeah, like, and, and it, this comes up later, Jordan. It's not. I don't really think it's spoilers, but pretty much Prime is a rank, but it's not as high a rank as it is in regular Transformers yeah. series. I believe Ultra is the highest rank, and Ultra Magnus is like the main leader of the Autobots in this version. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly as. Uh, Lucas just described Sentinel's like, oh, like he, um, yeah, get your fan belts and gear, the, and yeah, they're, they're like, here. They're here to well, get, we, yeah, uh, Energon from a crashed Decepticon warship, or Although, something. Alita One is more interested in the history, apparently. I guess. Well, yeah, she says, she says, think of the history, and Sentinel's like. Forget history. Think of the Energon. Those bots hoarded the stuff. We find that ship, which is a, a, a crash line Decepticon ship landed here, I guess, and we're set for the rest of our lives. And he puts an arm around Alita and keeps walking. Optimus is like, yeah, but if we get caught, we'll spend our lives in the cyber stockade. And, um... Yes, because this is an organic, this is an organic planet, and uh, Cybertronians are not supposed to be on this planet. They're, exactly. That's off-limits. Which makes makes you think, like, did they lift that ban, or are they just going to be really in big trouble if they ever get back to Cybertron after visiting? Well, they're not here by they're not there by choice, I would assume. Yeah, that's no, they crash landed here, much like the G one series. They're like in a battle, and Beast Wars. They're in a battle on ship, that, and they both crash land here. 
That would be really funny, actually, if, like, the Autobot shows up and they're like, what are you guys doing on this planet? And then primed, and then one of them just, like, shoots their ship and they're just like, we crashed! (laughs) (laughs) Totally not our fault. Yeah, this B conversation is like, we're not supposed to be on here unless it's in a dire emergency. (laughs) Oh no, our engine's destroyed! That's definitely a dire emergency, we'll have to stay here and fix it. (laughs) Oh man... Um, but yeah, and and Sentinel's like, well, if you're too scared, Optimus, you can go home. And Prime says, someone's got to keep those two walking malfunctions from getting in over their heads. And Sentinel's like, we never get in over our heads. And then irony attacks. <laughs> <laughs> they activated this planet's trap card, and then they immediately fall. Oh. Yeah, so they fall into this like tunnel underground, and. There's some kind of chittering sound, and Alita asks to hear that. Although, for, first, Optimus shoots Sentinel a really loaded oh, stare. Yeah. Just like, really, dog? Like, this and, is- and Sen- Sentinel's just like, what? <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, the wiki mentioned that, that that clicking sound, that which, you know, we'll find out is uh, organic creatures that are going to attack them soon, uh, are as. It's kind of similar to the Predator, you know, from uh, from the movie, which yeah. was a yeah. yeah, which was a sound uh, by Peter Collin. Like he he made that he did the sound effect for that that clacking clacking sound. Wow, that's, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool little circle. Yeah, I wonder if that was intentional. I assume it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think it was too <laughs> intentional, but but it is one of those neat will. Yeah, circle coincidence where it just goes yeah. back around like that. So I didn't think Predator when I heard. It. I thought I thought like generic insect thing, but Predators totally make that sound because they're kind yeah. of got mandibles and shit. Um. So yeah, uh, Optimus says it sounds like a, the sound came from that of a tunnel, and he turns his mounted shoulder light on, and it abruptly goes back to the present day where Bulkhead is doing him a spook, <laughs> shouting "Boo." <laughs> With, like, a washcloth <laughs> over his head. And it, well, no, it's a yeah. bed sheet, but both well, so big yeah. that it doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> and we so it would scare literally nobody, but our grand leader of the Autobots is terrified. Yep. <laughs> he just was not paying attention. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Realistic. <laughs> yeah, and Bumblebee asks what's gotten him so jumpy, and Optimus replies, just a ghost from my past. Dun, dun, dun. That's just Bulkhead. He's not really a ghost. Wasn't even acting oh. like a ghost. Oh, I wish someone had said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not really a ghost. It's just... Like, <laughs> that would have been, been great, actually. So, um, Sorry congratulates Bulkhead Spook with a high five and uh, says they're going to need to get a bigger bed sheet. Um, so it cuts ahead to that night and the Ottomans are back. Autobots are back at their base dressing up. Bumblebee is dressed as Count Black, you bot, and exclaims that he wants to drink your motor oil. Wait, does he actually say Black, you bot? Yeah. I thought he said Dracubot. So he's not Count Dracula, he's Count Blackula? Maybe he did say Dracubot, and I was just thinking Blackula in my head for no fucking reason. Cause I'm because no, no, because I love the idea <laughs> that, he, that the, he was not familiar with Dracula, he was only familiar with Blackula. <laughs> Let's go with that, even though I'm pretty sure it was Dracula, and I was, for some reason in my head, I just couldn't think of the word Dracula, I could only think of Blackula. I don't know why. 
His yeah, his costume amounts to having a red cape, and then I guess somehow fangs. Even though I I don't know how Autobot teeth work, but whatever. So, I guess he just like found some chips of metal and put them on his teeth. I can see that. So apparently there is a ja- Dracula vampire bot. What? <laughs> I'm just like checking a- on the wiki, and there is a Count Dracula vampire and sometimes a robot. Of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? Like, I guess there. It was. Either What's that toy? from? Because maybe we'll do that next year for a next year Halloween special. I thought this was That's the only Halloween themed Transformers episode. I'm sure like, there's. I think there's. I think there's some. Uh, it was just episode. A toy, of, I think I, though. I think I think there's some episode of there's an episode of Prime where like it's kind of like this where it's not Halloween themed like it's not on Halloween but they're like investigating like a down ship and like these monsters are chasing them so you could kind of do that I guess next year. There is yeah. a mention of Dracula and Cybertron, though. Besides this, you know. Uh, but wow, I do wait, I, like wait like like Cybertron has its own version of Dracula. Or uh, yeah, once with the, for some reason it, it just says that Bram Stoker once witnessed a mysterious shadow shadowy figure destroying a creature that appeared to be a vampire, and apparently that had something to do with uh, cross what's to say crosswise cyber key code text. That makes sense. No, I, I get what you. Oh, you mean Cybertron? This this show? Yeah, I Cybertron. thought you meant like. I thought oh, you I thought, meant anime. No, first sorry. Too. Yeah, no, I thought you meant the planet of Cybertron has oh, vampires. Sorry. Like it has like like who want to drink your oil or your energon, I guess. Or mech fluid, as as it is in the Beast Wars or whatever. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the of our, of our Beast Wars podcast, but there's an episode where Tarantulas. Is going to eat Cheetor and drain his mech fluid. Yeah, um... Yeah. There was, like, a little side note about Bumblebee talking about motor oil when he did this little bit, and that went down a wiki, uh, TF wiki hole about that actually kind of talked about humanizing and, you know, Transformers eating, and there was a little aside about how absolutely Oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're going we to do, do a segment on the wiki on this episode. I totally oh, forgot about that. Oh, I'm just pointing out, like, the little wiki things as we go along. That works too, because <laughs> okay, when because when we get to talking about Elite One a little more in depth, I want to talk about how Transformers reproduce because I have some questions. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that was another thing we were we were talking about uh, how pink Elite One is and the other one. I was reading the the TF Wiki entry for Elite One G One, and it mentioned like all these different versions of her, and it's like, but every version of her is pink, so very very pink. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously not in this one. Um, so yeah, then where even, were we? Even her. <laughs> okay. Even her. We were the, they were they were doing their costumes. Yeah, Bulkhead approaches Bumblebee and Sari, saying he's finally found something big enough for his ghost costume. I like this. Some part. kind of smoky gas is coming out from under the sheet, causing Sari to cough, and she asks where he got it. Bulkhead responds that it was just draped over some house, stating weird place for a bedsheet, huh? Sorry corrects him that it isn't a bedsheet, it is in fact a fumigation tent. Bulkhead sounds surprised and asks, really? Wait, what's a fumigation tent? And it cuts down to show several bugs falling out of his costume, which admittedly makes for a pretty spooky costume. Yeah, true. But I don't think that's how fumigation tents work. I don't know. I don't don't know why the bugs would go with the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another wiki pointed out that uh, just another coincidence is with the eye holes cut out and the fact that he's going as a ghost with the fumi- and the fumes going there, 
Bulkhead kind of looks like Pigpen from uh, the Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas. Oh, he does a little bit. Yeah. Charlie <laughs> yeah. I don't think the fumes come with fumigation tents either, but apparently they do in this case. Yeah, well, that, that, that'll, that'll stretch up to cartoon logic, but yeah. like, Bugs is a bridge too far for me. <laughs> Although it is a funny sight. So Bumblebee asks Sorry what her costume is, but Sorry wags her fingers saying, Uh-uh, it's a surprise. He looks over to a stoic optimist and In fact, I have a lot of surprises planned. This is where she runs over to the console, grabs her special magic key, and um, inserts it into it, causing this machine to rotate a spider in front of Optimus. And he um, goes to town on it with his axe as he's oh, experiencing yeah. a PTSD flashback. Not he's, cool, sorry. Not cool. <laughs> he's really flipping out, too. That's that's It's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Sari was like, like understood that he had a thing for spiders, no, he totally but like, didn't. like because it basically sends him down a spiral of depression and anger at himself. I, I mean, she probably thought a, he's scared of them, but not like, oh my god, he was attacked by giant spiders. His past, right? I'm not saying it's her fault. But it's kind of a messed up thing to do to your friend as a fun Halloween prank. Totally. <laughs> um. But yeah, sorry attempts to de-escalate the situation, saying, whoa, take it easy, big guy, just a little Halloween fun. Gives a little cheeky wink. Optimus breaks out of his panic and redirects himself to criticize sorry. Somehow, I think when the AllSpark powered your key, it had something more in mind than Halloween fun. You really shouldn't use it unless it's absolutely necessary. Sorry, sorry scoffs at this. Hello, how necessary was it to use your axe on a fake spider? And she pouts and walks off. She has a good point there. <laughs> no, I, mean, totally. they bo- I, mean, I mean, they both have good points. Yeah. She's basically been given a magical key from an alien robot god, and she's just like, I'm just going to use it to turn this machine slightly. <laughs> <laughs> like, she could have done that with just a, like, a computer. Like, I don't understand why she felt the need to involve the magic There's key. There's, like, levers and stuff right there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but she's also nine or something. Like, yeah. I mean, if I was a nine-year-old kid and I had a magic key, I'd probably be using it a lot. For random fair um but yeah optimus looks a bit dejective and looks at the mess he made going back into his flashback three autobots are making their way through the tunnel all shining their lights and you would think that they would have night vision and not need <laughs> flashlights but i assume it's to make it more spooky <laughs> having them be like scary exactly. it's having them be like we can just see in the dark isn't that interesting i guess Plus, I mean, they, they are going to turn into cars, so it makes sense for them to have headlights. <laughs> totally. Um, and Sentinel's like, I've got a good feeling about this. Any cycle now, we're going to be overflowing with rich, all-spark-infused, energy goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and Alita asks him if he really just said energy goodness. Before Which I was about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, too. I was just like, what? <laughs> the grand leader of the Autobots, people. <laughs> the guy who achieves prime status. Yeah. Before they're, um, they're shushed by Optimus, and he's saying he thought he heard something. They look around with their lights, and spidery legs dart out in front of the camera, crossing the shot. Alita, they all start going, like, over here, over there, and they get snuck up on by a giant spider. Like a gigantic spider, like it's it's bigger than the Autobots are. So to us, this would be like bus size. It's pushing the square root law. 
<laughs> Optimus shouts, look out, and he gets out of the way as a spider shoots from its maw, sticky web wrapping around Alita and slamming her against the cave wall. Optimus looks over his entangled friend before turning to see the spider behind him now, managing to launch some kind of foam into its face. Sentinel rushes to Alita's side and activates his shield, slicing the webs off of her. Alita rises, saying, I take it back, this stuff ain't so beautiful after all. <laughs> and she's a little bit disgusted. But and behind Sentinel pops the spider again, and it bites right into Sentinel, causing sparks to fly out. She backs up, and she starts. her forearm starts glowing this green color, which we don't really know what, how that works yet. I mean, but, they never directly say it, but and so I'll, I'll give them some credit for thinking kids are smart and showing and not telling, but, like, it could be a little clearer, is all my complaint with that. Yeah. Optimus says, forget it, Alita, your power won't work on an organic, and then she stops and, and instead uh, touches Sentinel and picks up his shield, and it goes all Reinhardt, <laughs> making this, like, big energy shield in front of her. Yeah, which I guess goes along with him being a snowplow. Yeah, actually. That's, that's, we I were didn't even think about that. Yeah. Just, oh, it does a little. <laughs> Although his shield, his shield is just round. It's not like snowplow shaped, which would be cooler. Yeah, but, but I when think it that's goes all energy, it, it like looks like Reinhardt. It looks exactly like Reinhardt's shield, honestly, yeah. when he uses it later. So if you're familiar with that character, yeah, it's a big rectangle thing, which is kind of like a plow. I guess plows are more like the opposite direction. Two rectangles. But yeah. Um, she says, she notices a slactite above the spider and exclaims, who said anything about my power? And before going all Captain America and throwing the shield at the rock formation. <laughs> yeah, that'll be their main way of killing these spiders, is dropping slactites on them. Yeah. And, and that one really, like, hit that one dead center. Oh yeah, it stabbed right through it, and things like, dead as shit. As I said, like, some of these early episodes seems like they were more for kids, but this episode kind of... <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a there's a thing later on I can imagine really traumatizing for kids, but yeah, get to that. Um, Optimus out of breath says, "I think we've been officially outclassed, Sentinel." But Alita and Sentinel actually look pretty pleased with themselves as she hands the shield back to him. Alita remarks that she's beginning to see where organic planets are marked off limits, and Optimus adds that no amount of history or energon is worth this, and says they should go. But Sentinel protests. Come on, guys, we've got this far. Give me one good reason why we should leave. As a and try, irony, and irony strikes back again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> irony got you again, Sentinel, as three spiders come up from behind Optimus, and he goes, how about three? <laughs> then Sentinel goes full Reinhardt and blocks off the spiders, shouting for them to go as he covers their retreat. And then for, like, some weird reason... Optimus transforms and goes down one corridor, and Alita goes yeah. in the in the exact opposite corridor while calling out Optimus's name. Yeah, like didn't she just see him go down that? Also, why yeah. did she transform? Because I I, assume... I don't I, I I have a guess yeah, why she didn't yeah, transform. We, we don't get to see her Cybertron uh, yeah. form, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, I I think the reason she doesn't transform is because we'll, we we never do. Because, like, yeah. we see Sentinel later in the series, and we see Optimus all the time. But they were like, we don't want to bother making her a robot form design or vehicle <laughs> form design. Let's just have her run down there. Even though it makes no sense for her not to transform and, like, use her faster form. So, yeah, Optimus is... 
Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say. So then it cuts back or to the their their home base back in Detroit. Yeah. I also like how this is in Detroit, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's even an episode where they're like talking about how the 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 supervillain human is gonna escape by going across the lake to Canada. <laughs> lake Michigan. I mean, they. I mean, so many children's television shows have been in like pretty much every city in America. So they're just like, hey, no one's done Detroit yet. I might as well. Well, I think the reason we did Detroit is because Detroit was known as like the place that built cars kind of thing. Yeah. Makes sense, but still. I mean, yeah. when you have when you have all of America to pick from, it feels weird to pick Detroit. Well, Detroit probably needs Autobots the most, you know. I heard it's not very good of a day. Um, no, no offense to any Detroit listeners, by the way. What about... Yeah, screw it. Oh, screw it. Offense to Detroit listeners. I'm not going <laughs> yeah, uh, Direct all of your hate to Lucas. I had to double check uh, if Motor City was actually set in Detroit, which apparently was. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what Detroit is. Detroit's the Motor well, City. Well, I just thought, like, maybe they were just going off of that because, you know, the whole car thing that the series was doing and blah, blah, blah. So I... Plus, I, I did not get to see it, so I did not know if it was actually in future Detroit, like it like it says. Yeah, but I, I, I just think it would be stupid to be like, this is called Motor City. Where does it take place? Florida. Yeah. <laughs> the entire state of Florida. The entire state like, of Florida. Like Miami or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how in he, Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh, it takes place in Detroit because of the whole idea about Seraph Industries repurposed all the different manufacturing plants for cars and the manufacturing plants for augmentations. Hmm. All the different cyber stuff. Probably also a reference to Robocop. Oh, that's true, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's like the same kind of plot line where, like, uh, well, in this case, a security chief gets blown to bits and then reformed as a cyborg. Yeah, Optimus is pulled back from his daydream <laughs> by Sari, who, um... Did we mention what costume she's wearing? No, we haven't gotten there yet. She's adorably dressed up as Optimus. As, like, G1 Optimus, though, not this Optimus. Well, the the windows kind of look like the the ones he has. I guess. But it looks like somebody put together a cardboard costume of G1 Optimus. Yeah. Even even the wiki said, like, had a picture of her in his costume. It was like, see, kids, this is what Transformers used to look like. (laughs) Uh... And she starts imitating and going, oh, look at me, I'm Optimus Prime, I'm scared of spiders. And Bumblebee and Bulkhead chuckle, but Optimus crosses his arms. That's not what I sound like, he protests, before I'm warming up a bit with, is it? Which causes Sari to grow a big smile. I mean, she sounds more like normal Optimus Prime with the deep voice, but... <laughs> exactly, I was, I was thinking that too, where like he's Im- she's imitating his deep voice, and it's like, he doesn't have a deep, deep voice. voice. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I guess, she, like, she to was a little just... girl, it's deep, but, like, I don't know. Maybe she was just <laughs> doing fair. her uh, adult voice. That might be it. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, Optimus basically is the dad of this yes. team, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Bumblebee says, last chance to join us, boss bot. And uh, Optimus thanks him, but says he'll pass, asking him to be careful out there. Yeah, it gives him a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry says not to worry, and she'll keep those two out of trouble. It does a little robot dance and imitates Optimus with transform and roll out. 
Optimus gives her a stare down. She says she couldn't resist. Which is pretty good. So we uh, we have a screen web that takes us to the trio trick-or-treating. And we see a bit more Halloween costumes that are a little bit more couple, classic Halloween costumes. A couple like of witches, witches, a ghost. Yeah. And skeletons. And as it pans out, All. you get to see a little kid dressed up as Bumblebee. Yeah, you do get that to see one, one of them. He, there's one I don't I don't remember if it's Bumblebee, but there is one who's dressed up as a Transformer, which I, is I, a good which is a good idea. <laughs> if the people know if the people in this world know that the Transformers are out there, I definitely think there would be kids yeah. dressed up as. Um, Absolutely, I just wasn't sure if that's what he was. I was like, that's some yellow guy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, you, you only yeah. see it for a second, but it looks like one of them. And again, that <laughs> was thanks to the wiki pointed out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Bumblebee, he seems to be displaying a, a bit of uncertainty, confessing, I don't know, it looks kind of spooky. This giant robot's afraid of a bunch of kids in costumes. <laughs> Sorry agrees, though, saying, I know, isn't it great? And she raises an arm to present the zine of trick-or-treaters patrolling the streets of Detroit. We see Cupcake Girl again, by the way, which I enjoy. <laughs> Is she going to become a recurring character later? Do you guys yes, know? Every episode. Okay, okay great. <laughs> it, um, it was sad when that episode came that she had to eat her costume to survive. <laughs> He's like, I'll never be known as Cupcake Girl again. <laughs> and then they realize that they, and then they have to give her a new costume because they realize that the world cannot exist without Cupcake Girl. She's the real hero of the, the series. <laughs> She defeats the Decepticons in the end. She she punches Unicron in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sorry, reassures Bumblebee. That's just that it, to remember that it's all pretend. Uh, however, though, they are being followed by something with a bit more substance and a lot more legs. Dun dun After, dun. Exactly. After a commercial break, we returned to Sari, placing her finger on the buzzer of an apartment. Oh, I thought, yeah, I, I thought you meant we were actually going to take a break. I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, nice way to leave him on the cliffhanger. I mean, we could. <laughs> but uh, I think I mean, we're not really quite halfway for the episode yet, so I think we'll wait like a few more minutes. Before we do I that. know, I was, just, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> but yeah, we returned to Sari placing a finger on the buzzer of an apartment, and she reminds her friends to say trick or treat as soon as the door opens. But the entire time she's doing this, she just like, leaves her finger on the buzzer. Doesn't just like hit it. She's just like, so guys, remember that's. I was really expecting the person to come out super pissed off, just like what? Exactly. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure they love that. And there's also an animation goof here, where there's a scene where like um. We're seeing from the perspective of if, as if we were like in front of Sari, looking at her, and she's just holding up her finger to nothing. <laughs> like her finger's just pointing at the door. She's not hitting anything. And I think that might be because I, I was reading the wiki, and apparently when this was aired, it wasn't in widescreen. So I wouldn't have been surprised if the animation <laughs> team were like, oh, that, that won't be shown anyways. It'll be cut so off. It's, it's like the Malcolm in the Middle effect. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bumblebee nods at the at her reminding them to say trick or treat before looking up, and he notices an eight-legged monstrosity that we saw earlier following. Them. I like how how the spider's just kind of sitting there, and it yeah. almost looks like a decoration, and the eyes flash even like like it's one of those motion sensor ones, 
But it's that actually would have been yeah. that would have been really smart if like yeah. he's like look and then she just like froze and was like oh that's just a decoration don't worry about it <laughs> yeah like I I was thinking that was gonna happen but no no instead um Bubblebee climbs on top of Bulkhead's head and starts tapping him on the head going Bulkhead 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 big black I'm just gonna pause there for a second so listen <laughs> that sentence in your head <laughs> okay. Bangs, legs, lots of lots of legs. He says as he darts around Bulkhead's shoulders and behind his legs and his head. In some of the shots, he's occupying two different spaces at once. Pretty, pretty funny. Um, Bulkhead, uh, and, and as he's doing as he's doing that, he like lowers Bulkhead's costume in front of his face so he can't see even if he wanted to. And by the time he gets it off of his uh, eye, his optics, he can uh, he doesn't see anything. Door opens. You know what? You know what I just kind of realized. Yeah, you know what I just kind of realized is the fact that so the, the Autobots don't eat. So like basically, <laughs> she's just using them to, to get, get more, more candy. candy. Yeah, like, that's probably the case. This, yeah, this is it's like one of the greatest plans ever. <laughs> like I I I, I kind of remember some episode where like uh, a Halloween like sh- episode of a show where. <laughs> They convince someone to go trick or treating, not because, and he's like, "But I don't like or eat candy very much." He's like, "That's fine. We'll just take it all from you." You know, like there's more candy for us. Yeah, like, exactly. they, 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 they literally just like convince, like peer pressured their friend to go with them just so they could get more candy. Those bastards. <laughs> um. So yeah, the door opens and Sorry holds out her bag, saying "trick or treat," and the lady. Kind of looks behind her, a little confused, and Sari's like, hey, you guys didn't say... What are you pointing at? And Bumblebee is all... It was all... Then it went, there were legs! It was black! He says again, which is... I don't understand why that's such a big deal, as opposed to everything else. Like, I, I, That's profiling, if you ask me. I, I yeah. agree. I mean, Bumblebee, just chill out a bit here. And Sari explains to the lady at the door that they're first-time trick-or-treaters. Uh, There's another wipe, and the gang is continuing their trick-or-treating, but Bumblebee insists that he saw something and they're being followed. Sorry calls him a big scaredy bot, and then and that he's worse than Optimus. He's like, I'm not! And she boos at him, and he screams and escapes back up Bulkhead's shoulders. I love how he skitters all around uh, Bulkhead on the... Yeah, it's awesome. In these episodes, <laughs> scenes. They're just, it's hilarious. I like Bulkhead and Bumblebee in general, the series. They're really funny together. Yeah, it, I don't know. Bulk, Bulkhead comes off as kind of too stupid for me. Like again, it's, it's like the, he's not. He's he's more like a big, nice, big guy in the other episodes. He's not. He doesn't do a lot in this episode. But yeah, I, yeah, maybe it's different from other episodes. But just like in this episode, he seems kind of like the dumb goof. And I and yeah. I don't know, but it's just it, it, I was just like, all right, whatever. Like one really, really connect them. one of the episodes I watched before this, as I like I said, I was just kind of watching up to the, to this episode when he tried to em- when he was trying to emulate uh, Prowl was actually kind of a good episode because it basically was just <laughs> like because he's so big and you know boisterous and stuff like that, like he literally can't really go through it go through certain spots without causing massive destruction and even he started feeling bad about that so he tried to emulate prowl who in this series is basically a robot ninja to yeah, he's try, super zen yeah to try and you know learn how to basically be less of a force of destruction and <laughs> it kind of makes Instru- it worse. instruments of destruction this is transformers this is instruments yes, of destruction sorry. but 
but it was just f- kind of funny because, like, you know, he, there were times when he, like, actually used it to his advantage. Like, he kind of learned how to, how to you know, like, learned, like, hey, wait, you know, I don't have to be uh, calm, cool, collected, and, and graceful. I, I just have to be me kind of thing. You know, and it was yeah. it was a neat it was a neat episode. Yeah, I can kind of remember that one. Yeah, he's the tank and prowls the DPS, and they stick to their roles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after he's up on Bulkhead's shoulders, he says, "Besides, I know the difference between a fake Halloween decoration and a real giant spider." And we can we we then see um Optimus, who has been apparently keeping tabs on him the whole time, and he asked Bumblebee. Yeah, for, yeah, for no, for well, no reason. Well, Firetrek dad at this point, actually, but still. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, because, yeah, he's, he says, what was that, Bumblebee? And the Bumblebee's like, yeah, I saw the spider, whatever. And then Optimus, and then he goes, wait a minute, Optimus, have you just been listening to us this whole time? And then he just yeah. doesn't answer that question. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he ignores it completely and tells them to stay where they are. <laughs> and, um... He'll be right there. He leaves the base in vehicle form, and then the scene transitions to his past again. It's like the same kind of shot where he's going forward as a vehicle, and then it switches to the same shot, but in the past. Um, he calls out for his friends, and before yeah, they Gaspar, got, they got, they got split up in the canyon for like no reason because yeah, she could really. follow him. <laughs> if she had paid attention and went down the right tunnel, <laughs> or had um, gone into vehicle mode and kept up with him. Yeah, exactly. And he stumbled across this warship they were looking for. Yep. Um, Which looks like a yeah. boomerang. It does? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. A it actually kind of looks like uh, like the first, the front half of the arc, I think. You know, like how it had that half, like that half circle kind of... Yeah, I could see that. Of the, you know, from yeah. G1, the original, the, the arc yeah, of the yeah. them all. So then he enters it, and he's calling out their names some more, and it's the ship interior is covered in the webbing they've been seeing all over. He discovers stories of Energon cubes still in the ship, remarking that Sentinel was right. Comes across something else, though, commenting on how he's never seen oval-shaped Energon before. Okay, wait, of course... I I have a couple of things I wanted to point out. One, there's actually, like, a neat shot while he's walking in that you can see a helmet that... uh, Oh, yeah. That, I, um, I, I should have mentioned that. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did notice that too. Yeah, which is kind of neat. And the wiki mentions that it actually they actually kind of confirm what uh, why uh, a certain robot has that helmet. But we'll get to that later. Uh, the other thing the wiki mentioned was that this is like the first time in Transformers animated that they showed Energon cubes and like you know actually showed Energon in cube forms, which tend to actually look like the old generation, you know, G1 cartoon ones. Yeah, which, we do. Which they did a better job of in Beast Wars. It's, they kind of never had cubes in Beast Wars. Well, again, like I said before on the, on the other cat, on the main episodes, is yeah. um, is they were always cubes back in the day, and they kind of just, they turned other energy forms into Energon. They, they would take a bunch yeah, of oil. Yeah, there's literally an episode where he just, like, goes to a gas station and just is, like, yeah. filling up an Energon cube at the pump. And I was just like, is that how that works? You're not yeah. through anything? You can just put fossil fuels You know, and, and that's, that's one, of the, one of the things I remember about uh, Soundwave that I absolutely loved, that he just basically created, like, the, the conversion form out of his, like, chest thing, like, when he sh- shot out tape, yeah. like, he would just press a button, like, the like uh, outline of the... the uh, Oh yeah, it'll come on like a hologram as a yeah. cube, 
And yeah, then they, cool. they would just fill up the cube with whatever energy, and it would just become an Energon cube. Yeah, but then in Beast Wars, they made it so it's more like a separate mineral that's yeah. its completely own thing. I like more. I like that more than this being like, and, oh, we turn gas into energy for yeah. reasons. <laughs> and after you explain the, 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 him finding the oval things, there's another thing I want to point out, but what, let's get to sure. that first. <laughs> yeah, um, he's never seen oval state energon before, and of course it's not energon. As a spider hatches from it before his eyes, and then he says, why do I get the feeling that's not energon? I don't know because a spider like literally just crawled out of it in front of your eyes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> if you said that before it hatched, like, it's starting to hatch, and he's like, "Oh, okay, maybe it's not Energon," but it's I've like never there's seen literally a spider, spider before. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I thought they were gonna go on and like mention like something about the Energon mutating the spiders, like maybe that, yeah, like the, so that must be what happened. It does kind of give you that impression because yeah, yeah you see that like eggs all around the energon and like so you think oh they're using the energy of the energon to make their offspring stronger or something but that's never really brought up no no it's just inferred i guess i mean it doesn't need to be brought up but you said i guess they're expecting the watchers it's not important but it would be cool yeah yeah you could even mention offhandedly but like these energon must have created these giant spiders but again maybe he's never seen a spider before he just assumes this is what spiders are like Instead of that line of I've never seen, I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen Energon do that or whatever it was. That makes no sense. Um, he could have said, like, the Energon must be making them more powerful. That would have been way easier. Actually, though, yeah. you, you, when you mentioned, like, this might be the first time he's seen spiders. Can you imagine how that, that might have gone when on Earth? Where, like, like, could you imagine, like, sorry, he was like, ah, there's a spider in the bathroom, and, like, Prime just busts in, guns blazing, because he thinks it's <laughs> shocking spider. He just tears up the entire bathroom with his ex. And he's like, I thought she said there was a spider. It's like, yeah, right there. It's like, oh. <laughs> what, 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 wow. what? It's a little, it's a little baby spider. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, he he starts backing up and he gets stuck in a spider, your spooky spider web, and drops his axe. And it looks like he's done for as the spiders start hatching out of the eggs to attack him. But then out of nowhere, Alita comes up and she starts axing those spiders a question. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally could have said something to the effect of, see, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't kick ass. And then immediately the irony strikes again later on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's quite apparent that she could kick ass some earlier scenes. So I guess it was. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, I think it's funny that they're just like, yeah, she's super badass, but she's about to get freaking murked later, everybody. Spoilers. No, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> um,. <laughs> We do it all the time on the show. We'll just yeah. like randomly happen. Um, uh, where am I on my thing? So they, they, she frees him from the webs, and then the spiders start approaching, and he says that they're going to have to fight their way out and asks her to use her power. And she's like, but the, you know they won't work on organics. And he's like, no, on me. And she replicates his uh, grappling hook, which they use to grapple on top of some Energon cubes to make their stand. And I think she yeah, says... Anyway, like, my, my download won't last very long, so they have to be quick yep. or something like that? She does mention yeah, that's that, pretty yeah. much the, that's pretty much the most of the explanation that we get, that yeah. she can 
download the Autobots ability. Uh, well, not just Autobots. She can download another Cybertronian's ability and then use it for herself for a limited amount of time, um, which is cool. It's cool power. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of OP later, but it's it's a cool idea. Well, it's so kind of like they, a mimic. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like there's other. She's like rogue, but like less dangerous because yeah. Rogue kills people when she does that. Um, oh, you yeah, say you can kind of get more roguish less later, but yeah, that's true. yeah. Um, he he pops up. He uses the Grunt Hood to get an Energon cube and throws it at another stalactite, and it explodes. And all the stalactites start oh. falling as they oh, wait, grapple you, you out skipped, of this. You skipped over the part where they hopped onto a bunch of uh, Energon cubes and started fighting spiders off. That. Well, I thought. Did you mention? I thought you. Well, wait. I said they, 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 they grappled up to an Energon, to a stack of Energon cubes oh. to make their last stand. That's what I said. But did you mention them getting the idea for, because of the explosion? Like, they knocked, no. they knocked one spider into, like, one of the the, the uh, pallets, I guess is the best way, of, of stacked Energon cubes. And apparently yeah. they're very unstable because they, the, the cubes fall down and immediately explode. It does happen. I didn't even think about that. That was how they got the idea. I assumed that, yeah. that he already knew they were going to do that. But, I mean, maybe that was a good way of showing the audience that these things explode. I guess. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he throws it up into the air, and it explodes on the stalactites, sending all the stalactites falling down, and they grapple out of there. And as they're grappling up and the everything's blowing up below them, her download wears off, and her, her like, grappling hook just... Dissipates and she starts falling below, which really doesn't make any sense if you think about it. But whatever. No, you think she would like still have it, and then maybe when she brought it back in, it would go away again. But right, yeah. Um, as she falls, he tries to like Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy that shit, but she falls and it explodes. And I mean, if he, he gets it, does he get the same result as Gwen Stacy? I mean, yeah, of course. I don't think she would have snapped her neck from the grappling thing though so he would have had better been better off than spider-man uh he after it explodes he falls down onto a ledge and sentinel comes out and he calls up for a lead and optimus says they need to get out of there because it's gonna blow up and we see alita battling the spiders for a bit before uh optimus grapples away and she she sees him leave yeah. yeah, it is. It is kind of tragic, really, to see her like she's down there, like still moving around. Like if she had just been like laying there, like unconscious, then it would have been really like we have to go. Like you would have felt more like there's nothing we can do. But the fact that she's just down there, like still alive and still fighting, it really does make it seem kind of like, oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, they could have just like had the explosion happen and never see what happened to her after that. But we do see her like struggling for her life and. Yeah, it's a shitty situation all around, and then Sentinel has to get out, blames it all on Optimus, even though the whole reason they're there is because Sentinel said they should go, and... Yeah, yeah. Optimus doesn't really bring that up, does he? That is no. all well, he, his he, fault. He probably blames himself, too, despite the yeah. fact that it's not really his fault. Yeah, because, I mean, they couldn't, like, it really was one of those things where, like, they really couldn't do anything. The explosion was literally going off, and if they had tried to gone down there to help her, you know, they would have just been caught in the explosion, too. Yeah, and he even goes to scan for her energy signature, and he can't find anything. Yeah, and then so he, he figures that she's dead, and they're not going to go back for... She's not dead, she's oh, offline. Yeah, true. Yes, offline. Because you can't really kill a Cybertronian unless you, like, destroy their 
memory core or whatever. Or I don't know. Well, I think it's their spark. We established. Yeah, yeah their spark. Right. If the spark goes out, then they're done. At yeah, least, but, unless but they're all even seem to find but, that. But like, you, like you can. But the point is, like, if you, you if, unless you destroy like that main a main part of them, they can just be put into another body. Like we'll see with Megatron later. Yeah. Or even just like put back together, like Ultra Magnus, right. like in the movie, mm-hmm. he gets like put into pieces and just put them back together. Even though Optimus got shot earlier in the film and died. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we go we cut back to the present and um, they're uh, sorry, I got distracted by something. They they he's rushing oh, to he's rushing to um to. I can't speak right now. <laughs> Sorry. They're rushing. He's rushing to meet up with his friends who he, think are, he thinks are in danger, and rightfully so. And Sari goes, like, don't worry. There's, like, nothing around here. It's all in your head. And um, and I pause on a really good face for Sari, and I might want to use that as the episode thing. But this is probably something better to use. Um, and then... And then Bumblebee's like, maybe came, she, she says there's nothing like that on this planet. And Bumblebee says, maybe they came from some other planet. And Bulkhead's like, aliens on Earth? That's ridiculous. And then he's like, oh, wait. We were aliens <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> and then Sari gets grabbed by some sticky web. Yeah, and very, very nonchalant about it at first. Like, Bumblebee is. not say anything. Uh, She's yeah, like, Bumblebee huh? and Bumblebee Bumblebee and Bulkhead are just chilling, they're talking, and then sorry, like you just see the web wrap around her, and then she starts to lift off the ground. She's just like, "Huh? What?" Like I was like, "Are you not gonna scream?" And then just like, 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 the second I felt like feet lift off the ground, I'd be like, "Wait a minute, this is not a good." She just saw some like purple goop grabbing me. That's what I. Yeah, that too. And Bumblebee's um, like, "We should we should keep our sensors on- online, you know, like just you know." Be be aware that something might be going on, as, and, um, and he's like, as I'm "Sorry, happening that they can't." Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're we're past where I wrote my of now, so that's why I might get a little like less organized with my um, uh, recapping of the episode. But uh, yeah, we'll do, uh, I'll do my best here. Because I, I for the listeners, I whenever I have hosted, I've only been one other time. I write out a whole summary of the episode, the read from. As we watch it, as I also watch it, but uh, I didn't have time to finish it, so that was because you want to get this episode out to you. Exactly, (laughs) I'm just going full full improv now, and I don't have subtitles on here, which would make it a lot easier. Which is probably why I'm getting some of the lines messed up now. But let's continue. Yeah, Sari starts screaming, and they look up to see Sari's about to be what looks like she's about to be eaten eaten by a giant spider monster. It's all purple and black and and it's got with the red a little bit of yellow. Yeah, with yellow. It's black though. It's really important to point out that it's black. <laughs> Bumblebee is really fixated on that, so. And um and Bumblebee pulls out his stinger to uh like shoot and doesn't Black Army say something like uh leave the girl alone and they're like that's what we were going to say to you. Yes. Yeah. That- because for some reason she's weirdly cares about Sari, aside from just the fact that she has the key. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of weird because she does, it seems like she was going to do like one of those, oh, I'm actually your friend kind of, uh, you know, 
evil either double cross or you know turn her against the Autobots because we'll you know we'll find out that she has a grudge against them. Uh, I think that's what it is. Is she's like, sorry, he's not an Autobot, and I'm like, I I and I kind of don't want her to get betrayed like I was. Yeah, and I guess. Although, how how sick would it be if she was like, don't save you from those Autobots, and then she was just like, oh, did you? And then sorry transforms into like Optimus or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sick if sorry transforms into a robot. Um, but that that doesn't happen. So, and I also think that maybe she was planning to like get the key from her less like grabby. Of course, and, yeah, like con- try to befriend her and then just take it. Yeah. So. Yeah, they start, like, they, they surround the spider and start pointing their weapons at her, and then she transforms, and it turns out she's a lady. <laughs> and it's about to get real creepy, everybody. <laughs> and I love, yeah, like, I love I mean, anyone... the femme fatale kind of thing, where, like, you know, it's like, like, what... Like, one is like, who are you? And and I think it's Bulkhead, he's like, what are you? And Sarah's just there, she's like, duh, she's a girl. <laughs> but wait, so is this the first uh, girl Transformer we've seen in this series before, so far? Is that Besides what this... Alita. Yeah, technically, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, uh, so I was... Like, I think they're more common in, in animated than they were in, in G1. Honest, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure what he meant by what are you is the fact that she's a spider robot. I don't true. think they've ever, they've ever Fair, seen like a, But it is kind yeah. of weird that they're so bamboozled by seeing a female of their own species. That's all I'm saying. But it's it's the so, point, but it, it's the point that I made I was trying to make earlier about how she like kicks ass and then like five minutes later gets wrecked. It's because like you can tell that they're like oh no kids aren't gonna want to buy these toys unless she's like a femme fatale and so that's why it kind of happens and you know because femi- this is two thousand five so feminism wasn't a thing yet even though it should be. Um yeah I mean like later on. I- I, I will say that there are other female characters in the show later, but they do are kind of victimized. Yeah, I mean, now that I think about it, like, I don't want to give it away if Jordan hasn't seen it, but RC shows up, and there's something about her that's not, you oh. know, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why, that's yeah. why I, I freaking love RC in Prime. She's, like, my favorite character on that show. And yeah, so it's I like, like yeah, you, you, can, you can see it's, like, night and day between these two. Actually, yeah, there, there was one episode uh, where RC was in um, Ratchet's Flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure if you got there yet, so I didn't want to yeah. say anything. But I don't know if she comes back. Um, well, it's a pretty big deal what happens in Ratchet's flashbacks. Again, like... Yeah. Um, Which, and like, like you said, it is fuck, kind fuck, of... Fuck spoiling it for the listener, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much like Ratchet and RC have this thing going on where he kind of like blames himself for something that happened to her. So again, it's another female character, and she's also a victim, which I never yeah. even thought about until just now. It's actually a good point to make out... Yeah, well, you know, I'm in college, so I have to be super aware of that. No, kind of I mean, like, I'm I I consider myself a feminist, and I I care oh, yeah. about that stuff too. I just it's I just, just, it's just about it for this series it's, until just now. And, uh, <laughs> my senses are t- tuned to it because, like, uh, on my ca- on my campus, like, if you barely say anything that could be offensive to anyone, there are like seven people in your immediate area who will love to call you out on it. <laughs> So I'm always just like, mm-hmm, yep, super cool with all of this. That's, yeah, <laughs> feminism. Because, yeah, I, I obviously am a feminist, but I'm just like, okay, cool. I just I don't like to talk about it just because, like, I'm a straight white dude. And so I'm like, I cannot talk about any of these topics with anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 
I'm I'm a I'm a bi white male, but I still it's still a whole different thing, right? I guess things so. that things that things that women face are different than the things that bisexual guys face, for instance. Yeah. But yeah, let's get it's still her. good. It's good <laughs> to be aware. <laughs> Anywho, um, she uses yes. her feminine wiles. There, there. Again, like you said, like it's weird for him to see a female. I was gonna say true, but they've also have not seen a woman for like probably oh that's years, true too, and they're all a bunch of dudes hanging out. So I can understand why Bulkhead would be a little bit like I, I think there's a there's flashback episodes where they shows Bulkhead and Bumblebee in like the academy training to be Autobots, and it's all guys there too. I think so. I don't know if how when it's when the last time I saw a woman was. So I could see exactly. Bulkhead being a little I, bit as. Like, as a person who wants to get into children's television as a career, if I ever make Transformers, I'll make sure there's a girl that kicks some major ass in there. For all totally. Yay. <laughs> a whole team of Transformer girls. Jeez. Um, yeah, and also Bulkhead, I can probably, I can relate to him where he's like the big dumb guy. And girls usually don't like, you know, pay attention to you. So I can see why he'd be a little uh, flustered and as she approaches him. Yeah, Bul- His jaw literally... He, yes, Bumblebee keeps his composure, but Bulkhead is immediate. Bulkhead goes from six to midnight real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part though. Is is it's a good physical comedy where his his jaw just like comes off of his face and hits the ground. <laughs> but then she snarls at him and stings him with her legs using yeah, like, uh, her spiral kind of, are coming out of her. She's back, using so some she kind of um, the way the way you phrase it. It sounds like she kicked him. But yeah, that's yeah, true. legs are on her back. Her spider yeah, she, legs. She, her, she's her using some legs. weird. She's using some weird green absorbing power. I don't know what that's all about. I have no idea what her deal is. And yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, it could be her, anyone we've her, seen before. Her voice sounds really familiar too. But I mean, like maybe I just heard her from a different show. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, this is such a deep mystery. I wonder <laughs> where is this gonna go. <laughs> So um, Bumblebee tries to tries to strike her down with his stinger, and she just ends up stabbing him with her absorbing green legs too, her green spider legs, not her. Right. And they, bo- and they both both go down. They both just like pass out or whatever. The, <laughs> yeah, they're done. Uh, whatever the Cybertronian version of passing out is. And Sorry tries to use her key to repair Bulkhead, and it's just not working. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, it's literally like she's trying to start a car. Like you can hear it go. Yeah. Vroom, yeah. Vroom. yeah. And, and, I, and, I, like, and I, wait, is that how that works? Yeah, I can understand if someone not familiar with the series would be like, "What are you doing?" But like, yeah, she literally can like heal. Like, I think later on in the episode, Bumblebee's a little bit damaged, and he's like, "Can you use that key on me?" And yeah, it just instantly fixes whatever's wrong. It's like a, it's, a restore. It does like restore points sometimes, which is kind of neat. Yeah. So, um, Black Arachnia just kind of casually saunters up to Sorry, and it's like. Oh yeah! By the way, her um, name's Black Arachnia. Yes, she, and I she's from she, the other she, show that we usually do. <laughs> like, I think this she is a totally different character. It, it is actually is, and yeah. but I think she actually like before she stung Bulkhead, she says, "My friends call me Black Arachnia." I think I know. I know, I know she mentions her name again to uh, yeah. Again, I have this really on low volume, and yeah. I can't. I don't know subtitles, and I didn't write any of this, so I don't know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to go with that. Uh, yeah. And she tells Sorry that she's safe now. And yeah. Sorry's like, these are my friends. What the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, Sorry, it's hard to tell the 
bots and the bad bots. The entire time she's doing this, she's trying to restart Bulkhead, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, fuck off! He's gonna kick your ass once he wakes up! (laughs) Just like a car on a cold morning, it just won't start. I would have loved it if she just said, ah, I think I flooded it, damn it. (laughs) And she says, like, why won't she work? And, um... And Black Arachne explains that her venom derives from organic. Her cyber venom. So it doesn't really work on... The key won't fix organic problems. He couldn't plug this into a, into a human and prepare them. I think is what they're getting at. Yeah. Where would you plug it in? But, well, <laughs> not really. I mean... How about an ear? Let's, let's go with an ear. Sure. Not as funny, but... Yeah. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention that uh, part of her design, her head actually kind of has that helmet, helmet design that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. She, doesn't have, she doesn't have her... Oh, wait, no, never mind, I almost spoiled it. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe Black Arachnia was, was um, there at some point. Yeah, yeah but, my, have... but speaking of her design, it's kind of weird that nobody freaks out by the fact that there's a giant Decepticon logo right on her chest, and no one's <laughs> like, oh, you could be good, you might be good, let's talk, let's talk shop, like... No, totally. I've seen that same thing where it's like, I mean, well, they weren't looking. That's the entire reason. That's the entire reason you wear, you have those things on your body, is so people know if you're Decepticon or Autobot, and, and no also, one checks her. Well, also, she's got red eyes, which in this series, Decepticons have red eyes, and Autobots have blue eyes, just like I've, G1. I would uh, also like to point out that the si- the symbol is on her collar, like the little collar plate there, not so much her chest. So maybe they just weren't looking there. Yeah, they're looking at something else, I guess. <laughs> Probably those legs. I mean, she's got legs everywhere. She's got legs for days. <laughs> she's, got legs, she's, she's got legs up to here. <laughs> and uh, Black Rachnia also uh, comments on her how she likes Saria's outfit. I wonder why. Yeah. So we're comment. Ah. And um, sorry, I wants to know where uh, Black Rackney heard about the Allspark. That's a good question. Very good question. <laughs> she offers that she's a bit of an expert, and maybe she can uh, make the key work to help Bulkhead out. And sorry, is about to pass it to her when uh, a grappling hook hits her on the ankle, and she gets pulled to the ground. Was that a Gravity Falls reference, or...? Oh, I wish grappling. it was. You said grappling hook with so much enthusiasm. Yeah. I I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I've watched. I have watched Gravity Falls, but I don't know what you're referencing. It might Mabel's be later on season hook. two, which I haven't finished. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. But that was like only in the first episode, and then in the last episode of season one. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't say it was a good reference. No. <laughs> I'm sure someone will appreciate that. And uh, Black Arachne is like, surprised to see Optimus here. I wonder why. It's so, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... it's just, like, if I, didn't, if, I didn't, if I didn't know any better, and I'm just spitballing here, I would say that, like, it's possible, extremely low chances, that she has some kind of history with, like, Optimus, but I don't know, that sounds stupid. Right. Optimus doesn't seem to know who her. He's never yeah. seen her before. He's, yeah, he's that's right. I'm sorry. Then, that was stupid. Completely disregard everything. I yeah, did. totally. It's never gonna... she, she um she apparently copied Bumblebee's power. 
the little stinger things. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I've never seen that before. Like, <laughs> so not only does she have cyber venom, but she was able to coffee things. Hmm. Wow. What a cool idea. Like, I mean, I wonder, I mean, like it's, it's, it's such a coincidence that this spider lady, uh, is showing up when Optimus is having these like flashbacks about spiders. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So she uh, shoot, uses the Bumblebee stinger to shoot the grappling hook off of her leg. And uh, Sari comments that it's Bumblebee's thing. And then she starts blasting Optimus. Yeah, she's like, I just borrowed it. Yeah, she's kind of coy about it. She tells she tells Sari not to get her panties in a bunch. <laughs> and then she just like and, uh, picks up Optimus, right? And throws him against uh, one of the... Well, House like houses that they're by, right? Pretty quick. First, Optimus tries to spray her with his like extinguisher stuff, and yeah, there is a there is a line that, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Optimus throws out his extinguisher stuff, and then she goes, "Hmm, I know you'd like to give me a face full of foam, but and then oh like, Jesus, you forgot about that, yeah, and she I does. was just like, and I I yelled at my TV, phrasing. <laughs> 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 oh, that's what was in there for the adults. <laughs> like I said, how do Tresiratorians reproduce? There's male and females of a species. There are questions I have, but we're gonna move on. Well, they kind of do talk and before, about. And, and before you send me emails, listeners, I don't want to read any fan fiction. Let's move on. <laughs> if it's good, though, I'll read it. Fine. I don't want to read any slash fiction. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll read good slash fiction as long as it's written well. <laughs> I, um, I think she also mentions at one point when she's holding him against her, it's like, and before, like over, like over her shoulder to Sari, it's like before you ask, yeah, I borrowed the big lug strength too. Yeah, because she just takes Optimus to town, smashes him yeah. against the wall. Yeah, but I was she doesn't actually she break any of these buildings, which is good for the people living there. But even though they're pretty sturdy buildings. Yeah, I was I was a little disappointed she didn't use the wrecking ball. Yeah, that would have been neat to see. She could have camped covered like a wrecking ball. <laughs> uh, well, maybe she's just she already got enough it. enough swinging around with the uh, with the webbing. She didn't want to add add a weight to it to it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that she just copied the strength and not the wrecking ball. Um, I wonder how that would even look if her hand just became like a wrecking ball because it's be like much bigger than her hand is. So mm, I, I suppose. Why. Maybe but her, yeah. like, spider butt would become a wrecking ball. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope, actually. If she had to, like, <laughs> she had to, like swing her butt around to hit people. <laughs> It'd be like a ankylosaur tail, you know, with the yeah. claws at the end. Yeah, really cool, actually. I wish they did that now. Although yeah. it is pretty intimidating to see this, this lady holding up Optimus by the throat and having him, yeah. like, mercy. Mm-hmm. And it, there's, like, a moment where she's about to use her legs on on him too and it i got a very strong Again, feeling spider she, legs yeah right spider legs i got a very it, it, it's kind of it's kind of framed like she's got him pinned against the wall and then like she's got the arms coming in and uh, the legs coming in and then it kind of gave me the impression she like pauses for a second and i was like is she gonna kiss him like yeah, yeah they, like they took a weird pause there yeah there's a weird I, pause. I, I didn't get that feeling i got the feeling more like uh like i really i She's she's resist she's having internal struggle on whether or not she should hurt Optimus for reasons I don't know why yeah, yeah. like she's like, never met him before her. like what's the why is she acting like this like she definitely uses that pause to reconsider zapping him 
with the Cyberman, yeah, right. and instead just tosses him aside. Yeah, she lets yeah. him off easy. Yeah. And then she grabs Sari, and then starts running. Not Indeed. Run- no, she... not running, swinging through the sky. Yeah, she Spider-Man's yes, she, out of there. She, she does a spider <laughs> Yep, just take a look she, overhead. She gets, like, way too much, like, momentum than she should have, and she, like, flies, like, it looks like miles away. Like, she's just really leaving that area. And then uh, Optimus starts parkouring after her. Oh, he does. He does parkour. <laughs> not very and, uh, good, though. Those poor those poor building roofs are not not surviving. No. The giant robot no. parkouring is a lot more dangerous than like, the person. Yeah, doing. the spider, when she's in spider form and going across the roofs, I can buy it because, you know, spiders are very balanced and whatever. But, like, Optimus is just a gigantic robot just going, yeah. dun. Dun, dun, across the roofs, like. Could you imagine if he like fell through one of the rooms and just like kill the family? Like, oh my oh, god! I'm just terrible. imagining what those poor people are like. You know, like the especially the in the apartment building ones where they're like, what, like what, what's going on up there? You know, like those thought, damn Autobots are running around again. <laughs> sure, they protect our city, but the property damage is through the roof, <laughs> literally. Need to put up a wall. He does Autobots. He does illegal aliens out of our <laughs> Damn it, we keep getting political. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as they're running away, sorry, he warns Octomachne uh, that Octopus Prime is going to take his axe and chop her into itsy-bitsy spider pieces. Much yeah, like she, starts, she, 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 starts talking, she starts talking mad game about Optimus, and then Black Arachnia just webs up her mouth, which yep. is... Kind of funny. <laughs> and after she does that, she's like, don't you ever shut up? And it's like, well, you did just shut her up. And then um, Optimus, after she climbs the building, Optimus catches up with her and gets that foam to the face that she mentioned earlier. <laughs> and and then, uh, Grappling hook! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Arachne is like behind him, like struggling with the foam, even though it's like not even on her face anymore. So I don't know what that's all about, but whatevs. Yeah, so they and then they start like throwing down a little bit, and she says that she knows all of his moves because they're like basic Autobot Academy instruction or whatever. Yeah, typical, Before typical that, Autobot ca- Academy. Optimus yeah. lets Sari down and takes the thing oh, yeah, off right. her mouth, yeah. and she gets a little smile and thumbs up, and then runs off as they fight. Black Knight gets a good kick in the face on him. He just with her normal back. legs, not not the spider legs this time. Yeah, this time yeah, it's she her, actually uses her normal legs. The robot legs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like uh, like Lucas said, they start going to town on each other, and she's easily dodging all of his axes. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I meant in a fighting sense and not in a sex sense. That I know, but awkward. <laughs> I mean, he already did spray his foam, so it's probably just... I mean, he's done. Yeah. This, this is actually kind of a... I, th- I thought this was actually a cool, well, a cool scene with uh, with their fight, though, where, like, as she's, you know, saying, I know about all your moves, and she's just casually dodging like it's nothing. You know, like, yep. she, she just, like, steps to the side or leans this way or something like that, and then at one point she just grabs his axe. Yeah, she, she swings down, and she grabs his hand, and... Um, he says, do I know you after she's saying all this? And, uh, Weird question. Weird yes. question. Yeah, I don't know why. where. And, and she says, I know how easily you forget your friends. And I mean, were they on 
Maybe they had MySpace accounts together or something. <laughs> got but, she, but, she, but he didn't forget Sentinel-1. Or Sentinel. Yeah. Is that is Sentinel-1 the fusion between Alita and Sentinel? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, I wonder what that would look like. Transformers Fusion coming to TV January 2017. <laughs> and uh, and then he gets he he the, the camera zooms into his face and he he says with the realization one what <laughs> he says that that's crazy how oh my gosh it's so well hidden I never would have got that I mean like. It was Ooh, out of nowhere. Guess. I mean, I'm so shocked. I just might need a minute to reel from this. Wow. You think you know and, him? Uh, yeah. And then she says, Black Arachnia now, confirming that she is, in fact, Alita 1. And we get her own little flashback. Yeah, and I guess... Sorry? Yeah, he, like, he says, how, how did you survive, or something like that. And she's she's like, if he had bothered to look... You know, just like, why didn't you come back? Is basically is just throwing it in his face like that. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of a fair point, but they yeah. do make an explanation for it, like why he did not come back. Yeah, yeah. Earlier we kind of said he scanned for her at least, but yeah. and the reason we, the reason she did not turn up on that scan is because I'm getting yeah, she, up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it goes back to it, and she uh, she's. After the explosions, I guess, the spiders are still there, and she's still alive, and the spider attacks her, and she grabs onto his legs and starts using her powers, which I'm not even sure why she tried. I guess it was just a panic offense. And Desperation move. Yeah. Yeah, she started absorbing uh, their abilities while... Yeah. While the spiders started biting her as well, and it kind of all... It infused her. It infused her with their organic mutation venom or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, changed her appearance into what we see now. And yeah, it's actually then, a pretty grotesque scene where yeah. her like, arms start yeah. to like blow up, well, like bubble, like one of those weird bubble body horror things. You know, it's, it's like Akira, but less pink. Yeah, <laughs> more purple, which is a nice change for Alita One. <laughs> And she transforms into Black Arachnia as we know her today. Who yeah, which we should so which we should talk about for a little bit because because she's such a big character on Beast Wars. I feel like we should mention that this is a very revised backstory oh, yeah. for her because because Alita One in the original Transformers fiction is Optimus Prime's uh, not like wife but like romantic partner. I don't know if they ever say like wife or girlfriend or whatever. They before he... Specifically when they were Ariel and Orion and Pax, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, they do use the term boyfriend and girlfriend? That's weird, but they did okay. it in the wiki. They said like, oh, she lived on she lived on a place and she her boyfriend, Orion Pax, was a dock worker. Yeah, so before, so before he became Optimus Prime, they were hooked up and then, you know, the war happened and everything and then they kind of fell out. But then they both got awesome battle upgrades and now they kick ass um but black arachnia in beast wars is a totally different completely separate character yeah uh, who doesn't she have like a romance thing with somebody else too i have yeah. a vague memory it, it, it'll be coming up later we haven't gotten to it but oh yeah um, no i don't want to spoil your yeah. podcast <laughs> or do i i, I totally <laughs> i'm not on this podcast <laughs> 
Damn you, Lucas! <laughs> but we have mentioned before that um, uh, she in in the Beast Wars she was an Autobot <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, and they just <laughs> converted her into a. Well, she bot. was a. He was a maximal. Maximal, kind of I meant. Like, yeah. yeah. There's, there's something funny. There's something very funny to me about the way you said that. In yeah. the Beast Wars. <laughs> Again, Lucas, I'm not sure how familiar with Beast Wars, but in Beast Wars, there's this whole plot line going where there's a bunch of protoforms uh, that are like in orbit around the, the planet that kind of fell out of the maximal they first got there. And one of the plot lines is that like the protoform will land on Earth, and then the Maximals and Pentagons race to get to it. And whoever gets it gets a, a new character. So like the first one. Oh, the they yeah. they reuse that in uh in the Transformers Robots in Disguise. They they have the same thing where like they come across yeah. these pods that have like blank essentially blank Cybertronians in them. Yeah. And so whoever gets them gets a new guy, and they can scan vehicle forms for them or and whatever. You, yeah. And you mean the the 2001, right? Because the 2001, yeah. Yeah. That's what the the series is called Transformers Robots in Disguise. I I they just, were, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure because there's a new Robots in Disguise. There's a new this, one called that, yeah. This this oh, okay. this right. year actually, and I just want to make sure because I know I'm probably going to be watching that soon too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, like in uh, the first one's Hagatron and Maximals get to them, and they are supposed to be Maximal protoforms that the yeah. Predacons are are reprogramming, but they aren't exactly black blank slates like in the other case. So they. Well, I, don't, they I don't remember if they were blank slates. I just that's how I remember it. I haven't yeah. seen it in like years. I just have a vague memory of that. So I actually um, remember there's a scene where he's like he like hits a he hits a button on the pod accidentally to scan a form and it looks like it's gonna hit like a bird and he's like oh no Megatron's gonna kill me if it hits the bird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, they, the the Predacons get that one that becomes Black Arachnia and Tarantulas, who's like a never spider one. He programs Black Arachnia to be a Black Widow spider. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like he made his own, tried to make his own girlfriend. Like that's kind of <laughs> gross, but whatever. Yeah, well. And um, but she gets she um, stuff happens in the series where she becomes a very important character, and yeah. uh, she kind of is similar to this one in the fact that she's kind of like, but it's should yeah, I so- be a good guy? Should I not be a bad good bad guy kind of thing? Yeah, but we don't want to spoil any of that. But let's just say it's 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 very interesting how they decided to merge the lore of Black Arachnia with the of Alita One, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's and, and cool I will life. say uh, we've kind of said before this is the premiere episode of Black Arachnia. Technically, she's in episode one. She's one of the Septicons that land on this planet with them, but the the back, the Autobots never saw her. It was kind of just on the ship yeah. with the Septicons, and then it landed, and they all got separated, and she did her own thing. Because she doesn't really. Join back up with the Decepticons. She kind of just is a free agent, and she's seems to have been on, uh, been around for a while. Like, doesn't she say like she at one point she was waiting a thousand solar cycles? Yeah. Or was that just in reference to like how long she's been Black Arachnia? I don't know. It it raises the question you guys raised on a previous episode, which was how long is cycle is. Yeah. You do listen to our show. It makes me happy. I just forget a lot about your show. So, <laughs> like, no so like, I remember that because that was one of the more recent episodes. And then you guys were like, you guys are describing things, and I'm like, yeah, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll continue with the episode here now. Uh, you know, and we were at the end of the flashback where she, like, you know, falls down crying into her hands, doing the whole no kind of thing. Yep. 
Yeah. And then and then Optimus remarks that's why that he wasn't able to scan her because yeah. her organic half covered it up. Right, right, yeah. And he says that he would have gone back for her had he had he scanned her and she kind of disputes that. She's like, "Well, what would you do after that? Would you just take me back to the Autobots and you dismantle me and do studies on me and which is kind of a big leap. Like, calm well, down. <laughs> like, yeah, and like they don't they don't actually go into it pretty much. But apparently, like they mentioned it at I think in the very first episode when we see her in Shadow. But she's no longer just a robot. She's right. Like she has an organic half. Yeah, so she's like half half and half. Yeah, much like the Beast Wars characters, really. Yeah, no, it, yeah, but it's it's just weird to me because like she's been giving no indication that Optimus would ever do anything like that. Like, it's well, just Optimus weird to certainly me. wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, like maybe maybe the Autobot. Because I mean, I know like again later stuff later in the series, Autobots are doing stuff to try to like improve themselves to match up with Decepticons more. I won't get too much into that for Jordan, but yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking so maybe, it's like the, the uh, E.T. kind of dilemma. I was like, oh, hey, here's my friend. And then it was like, oh, no, it's a, something completely new. Let's dissect it to find out how it works. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. And it's, and I it's, think, it's not like Optimus Had that happened, Prime probably would have protected her. But at the same, yeah, but at the same time, it's someone that they know. Like she's still the person she was. Like she has all the memories that she was Alita one, and yeah. like so it's just like it'd be weird if she came back and was just like, "Hey, so I look like this now," and they were like, "Well, we're gonna cut you open. Like that's just gonna happen." Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they are the good guys still, even if they yeah. trying to do experiment stuff. Um, yeah. So he kind of like he looks down at her at her crash and says, "So you." went to the Decepticons instead, and she's like, she webs them up and says, at least with them, I know where I stand. And uh, then she goes to pick up Sari and grab, well, she picks up her key, and she states that this is the only way to get rid of her organic half, is to repair herself with the key. And yeah, she sticks it in her crest. It. And this is the scene I'm talking about that might get creepy for kids. Is it, this big wave comes out of her, and it seems like all organic life in the area is being drained. Yeah, it, it changes the color of the sky. It's like the ending yeah. of Ghostbusters. It's really weird. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks all the life out of the trees, making them all gray, and then it sucks all the life out of Sari. Yeah, she yeah. becomes like a withered old. She Benjamin Buttons, and like it's really it's like, messed becomes up. Becomes a creepy young child, old child. Yeah, yeah, it's really gross. I can see that being pretty weird for a kid. And and she gets, like, so weak, she, like, starts to fall off a building, and Optimus is, like, freaking out about it. Well, no, she Uh, gets tossed off the building. Yeah, Black Rapid picks her up and tosses her off. She's like, I don't care about all these organics as long as I heal myself. Toss. And um, Sari screams, and then she manages to grab onto a flagpole, which is really impressive for, like, a nine-year-old. Especially when she's in the interview. Yeah, more like a 90-year-old. Yeah, exactly. It's even more impressive for a 90-year-old. And she's holding on, and Optimus is like, oh, I gotta go save her. But then uh, Bulkhead and Bumblebee have apparently woken up, and they show up, and Bulkhead does a fastball special with Bumblebee and throws him out. He does! He totally does a fastball special! (laughs) It's the greatest. That's my favorite combination move. And then he kind of catches... Bumblebee kind of catches her and transforms as he catches her. And she's in his um, driver's seat as he um, hits the ground and pops his tires. And sorry, would in the real world 100% be dead, but you know. Airbag. Airbag saves everyone. 
<laughs> it may be even a head-on collision, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the physics of that. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I'll, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you, you know, they're they're always they're always doing uh, new and new things to make side you know side airbags and and so from side collisions and and in the future now like you know future Detroit they also make sure to include collisions from underneath because you never know when a land shark will attack a car. And he is a robot, so maybe he's got <laughs> more stuff than other people do. I don't know. Anywho, moving on. Yes. Optimus is like, okay, cool. So he turns back, and Black Rackney looks like she's kind of like in getting pain weak. or weak. Yeah. Yeah, she realizes that this was a bad idea. <laughs> well, it turns out she she won't be able to survive without her organic half. Yeah, the key comes to too much. The key change is deciding to get to cure her by basically just destroying her organic half, which yeah, so I mean, she, her, her. Her, her her idea works, but it's just it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, and she's trying to get the key out, but she can't manage it. And Optimus forces himself through this like energy field that's um, zapping her and pulls the key out. And the sky goes back to normal. All the trees get their life back. Presumably, sorry gets her age back, but we don't actually see it. But I mean, obviously, she does later. She's not all withered. And they kind of have this like touching Batman Catwoman moment where. Yeah. Yeah, I think she even does like the hand on his chest thing that Catwoman likes to do. It looks exactly like Batman and Catwoman. (laughs) Um, And she goes, "I don't want you to see me like this." And he offers to like help her. And um, you know, find a cure together. And, and, and oh, and he also says, "Let me earn your trust again." Yeah, Which yeah, is, that's it's actually kind of a good line because, like, he knows he screwed yeah. up, and he's and he's like, and he's not denying that he didn't make a mistake. Yeah, he wants to be absolved of his mistakes, but he understands that he made them. And yeah. she says to come closer, and we know where this goes. <laughs> she. She absolutely accepts his offer and becomes an Autobot. End of episode. <laughs> no, sadly, she snarls at him and then pinches him with her spider leg things and sucks out one of his powers, I assume. But we never get to see anything. I mean, if it's a grappling hook, it's the most useless thing because she's got webs now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the foam. And she's Spider-Man 60s out of there because it's like the tallest building in the area they're in, but she somehow like is able to... like. Latch onto something higher up. I mean, she and, stole, she stole Spider-Man's powers, which is to just attach to whatever. Yeah, just clouds. <laughs> and, uh, I love the how, I, think, I think someone once who explained that that there's just this like always low flying planes or blimps over that area of New York, like at all times. So whenever he's <laughs> so whenever he's going from the highest building, he's just catching a ride on some low flying plane or helicopter or blimp. Yeah. <laughs> so and then it cut it cuts to black and then we go back to the pumpkin patch and um well, I don't know why that pumpkin patch so I think about it like why did they, why did they go because it's hot because it's a Halloween episode <laughs> so they needed to remind the kids and so he he hands sorry back her um, key and he's like I believe the term is trick or treat and she goes uh duh but you got it wrong you just say happy Halloween that's my line trick or treat or not said like that, but it's that yeah. line, essentially. And then she's yeah. like, and then I say thank you, and maybe you were right. Like, she she just, like, begrudgingly agrees that what he said earlier about yeah. everything and the key and such. 
Which really wasn't the lesson of this episode, but no. whatever. But it, yeah. it, it's like it's it's a it's a sub lesson that affects the series that goes forward. I assume. I mean, yeah. I've been watching it a long time. I should. Wa- I kind of want to watch it again after watching this. Um, and then Bumblebee rolls in with his tires popped, and he's like, "Maybe you could use that key one last time." And then Bulkhead and, uh, pops up, and he's like, "So who was that bug lady?" And he's just doing this weird thing with his hands. What I want to mention too is that uh, they all have sirens. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, because they 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 actually work with the police and stuff because they're like kind of a sanctioned superhero team in this in this universe. And uh, you you could understand why um, Optimus would have sirens because he's a fire truck. Although sometimes he's a semi, it's weird in the series where he's like sort of yeah let, yeah. Well, let, let's let, let me ask you that. Um, since we were talking about how we like our Optimus, are you guys more um, fire truck or tra- or semi truck? Semi truck. Semi. Yeah, I kind of like the, the semi truck design a little bit better. I mean, I think I think I'm more fire truck just because I that's kind of was who that he kind of was that when I was yeah watching yeah Transformers. I figured. Yeah, because in Draws in the Skies, that was his first instance of the fire truck. I don't think he ever was before that. Um, yeah, and I actually remember being mad when the first Transformers movie came out because I didn't know anything about Transformers really, and I was like, "Why is he a semi truck? He's never a semi truck. He's always a fire truck." And then I found <laughs> he's way more a semi truck. Well, I, yeah. I think I, I like the the truck design is more of just to me. That's more of like in line with you know. Uh, in disguise episodes, but as like a heroic character, I definitely understand and do see the, using a fire truck because you know that's that's kind of like you know a very heroic, iconic kind of thing. Especially, yeah, with... firemen are actual heroes in real life. So I mean, yeah, I get, I get it. It also has a little bit more utility because he's got like a water blaster thing. Yeah, um, I just have a semi because it's classic and like it's kind of like you know like the the. Semi truck drivers are the unspoken heroes of America. You know, like, <laughs> they're, they're so American. A like, more as, as a Canadian saying this, they're so American that it's kind of like it's kind of like Captain America, where it's just like he's red, white, and blue, even right? Like I don't yeah. know, it's kind of fits. And um, why are you talking about the movie? Because you were sad that he was a he wasn't a fire truck, and other fans were mad that he was a Peterbilt truck and not like, like uh, the the stub nose. Or is it the flat nose one? Flat nose, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I like the Peterbilt one more. And I, fair, I, I like the, I like the Peterbilt one more because Peterbilt's look like more interesting trucks to me. <laughs> <laughs> In Transformers Armada, he was a Peterbilt truck, too. So it wasn't like it was unprecedented. But yeah, so continuing on to like um, uh, Bulkhead doing his spider hands. Is that what they are? Because... It looks I mean, weird. He's, he's, talk, he's talking about the spider lady, so <laughs> could be. Okay. I mean, I hope it's not something else where he's just like motioning something. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm hoping too. I'm I was hoping it wasn't going to be like accompanied with like a honk honk kind of thing. I mean, okay. he did he did show that he had some kind of. Uh, let me put it this way: the spider lady really revved his engine. But uh, let's move on. Yes. Until it stopped it, and the key didn't even start back up again. <laughs> and then um, Optimus <laughs> comments that he answers this question with, someone I should have never left behind. And it pans up past the spider behind his head, up to the night sky, and then to the moon. And then we see Black Rachnia looking at that same moon. 
like holding her arm and being all sad and sobbing. Yeah, Just, yeah she cries. And yeah. I was like, oh, Transformers yeah. can cry? Question mark? Like, yeah. I guess. Well, she, right. is, she is part organic, so she can ah, cry. So she can her cry life. her eyes out. All eight of them. <laughs> oh, God. That would be horrifying. Does she have, like, like, four? Tears running down. Yeah, the, yeah te- like, technically it's just four in, in her robot form. I have seen, like, I mean, well, like, Undertale, there was, like, there's been fan art of Miss uh, of Muffet. Yeah. Like, her, her crying. So I've seen it. <laughs> it does look pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, Along Came a Spider, Season 1, Episode 9 of Transformers Animated. Uh, what did you guys think of it as an episode? I know we talked about the series as a whole, but... I mean, it probably has one of the greatest mysteries in all of television about the identity of Black Arachnia. Like, like what a ride. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. I liked it. I definitely think um, they could have hit the Halloween theme a little bit more, but that just could could be because, you know, they were trying to were doing this because of Halloween. But, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, and I really liked it. I liked how they, like you mentioned before, they merged Elita Ones and Black Arachnia's like story like that, and kind of tied in this neat little, you know, tragic backstory. Really, you know, that just gave gave everyone these this like interesting story. You know, Optimus Prime wasn't always you know great and did everything perfectly, and Sentinel like. In the very first episode, he talked. He he called up Sentinel Prime, and it obviously looked like they had like some problems with each other. You know, like they didn't like each other. And right. after seeing this episode, like that kind of m- makes sense. You know, I, I could see them really having a falling out after this. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think uh, it really does give. You're right. It is kind of an interesting thing to show. As much as I, we, I was talking about at the beginning, how I think Optimus should be like this greater than your average Autobot character for what they're going for, it's kind of interesting to see that he has, you know, made mistakes. And while you, there is an argument that yeah, there was no reason to go back and put himself back in danger. You can say like yeah, you know, she was she was alive, and just because the scanner didn't show it, like he probably should have gone back. Yeah. I mean, like, even to get, like, you think to get the remains or whatever, but I guess they didn't want to go for that yeah. spider shit again. But I think they would have all been dead. Like, they weren't, but I mean, yeah. I think they would have been. Yeah, it's tragedy. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed Transformers Animated as a as a whole, mostly. So it was cool coming back to it for this little side episode of our War and Beast cast. And uh, I figured it would work pretty good because it does feature heavily on Black Arachnia, who was a character in uh, who made their start in Beast Wars. And has a, I'm not sure if she was in any other series again besides uh, this one. I uh, I know uh, she had a she had me. a uh, character in Prime, which uh, I was actually kind of she did. I, oh yeah, I do remember that. I she, do remember that. She was uh, a helicopter robot spider too, which was kind of I thought was kind of neat. Oh, so she like, had she had multiform. I don't remember that. Well, so. I. I thought that she did. did her did her legs become the rotors? Because that's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they? It's Transformers. But uh, I, yeah, I definitely do remember. There's like an episode where Starscream like brings her to Megatron, and she's just like, "Hey, I'm back. What's up?" Yeah, and much like I, I think I honestly believe that she, uh, Beast Wars was the first one to have a character named Black Arachnia. But oh yeah, I'm for sure it was. But it seems like 
they hit upon like an idea that a lot of later series actually really liked with this like kind of femme fatale slash rogue rogue agent that's you know a you know a bad well bad girl and and i guess in a general sense but also kind of you know that can kick ass and is really just able to take care of themselves and you know the in in prime she technically wasn't a decepticon she was a like a mercenary and oh yeah and so and she actually like at one point kind of got control of the insecticons for a bit uh in in that series so i mean that makes sense like yeah (laughs) she wouldn't eat spiders do generally eat insects yeah i mean they aren't insects but they're they're close and yeah, right. I would love to higher see. on the higher on the food chain the most insects. <laughs> I would love to see because the insecticons are supposed to be like stupid, right? Like they don't, they're not like full on decepticons. Like they're dumb. I would love to see like a scene where she's like, where they're like, all right, meet your teammates, the insecticons, and then she's just like, I'm not an insect, and they're like, what? And they're like, no, spy, spy, spiders aren't insects. And they're like, huh? Oh, huh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I, I touched about, upon this um, in another episode of War and Beast. Uh, that Wasp and Air also makes an appearance in the series. Yeah. And that, that's another good horror episode. Might be fun to get back to at some point. Even if we don't do it for Halloween, just like, oh, Wasp and wasn't something else. Let's check him out for this one episode. Does so he still talk like, does he talk like he does in Beast Wars? He does. But, you know, okay, it, okay like, um, I, I've already said it, so I might as well just say it again on yeah. the cast. <laughs> um, pretty much... The storyline of Waspinator in Transformers Animated is that he originally was a Transformer, an Autobot named Wasp, who was in the same uh, training regimen as, uh, like, same boot camp as Bumblebee and Bulkhead. And Wasp is was a, was the same model as Bumblebee, but green. And he was kind of a bully to Bumblebee. And uh, this other Autobot kind of, like, uh, helped Bumblebee out a bit and was kind of suspecting Wasp as, as being this Decepticon traitor. And he gets Wasp in prison. Bumblebee ends up getting Wasp in prison for being this traitor. And it turns out he was not a traitor. And in prison, Wasp goes crazy, escapes, and he's he he, he starts talking like Wasp in a little bit as he's going crazier and crazier. And eventually Black Arachnia because I think she starts to get become obsessed with bending organics and technorganics together, because the technology together because she can't separate herself from it, so might as well make everyone else like that. And she turns Wasp into Waspinator. And it's a really good episode, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and you can really tell that the Transformers movies really don't have a lot of people behind the scenes who like want to slip in sly references to the show, because in the most recent one, there is a character who's supposed to be like a clone of Bumblebee, essentially, and it would have been a really cool thing if they had said, like, this is Wasp, or Waspinator, or whatever, and they did not do that. Yeah. Because they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny, too, because it's always, like, they go, it's, like, back and forth. Sometimes they get, they give us, like, you know, they throw us a bone, and then sometimes they just kind of pull the rug out from under us. Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think we have any questions because I didn't, I didn't make a questions post. Uh, did you, Jordan? Oh, well, I tried to, but I didn't get any answers. I know I have questions, like, I found a couple of questions and we got, uh, some from, like, 
from other you know uh, audio entropy folks, but I think that's they weren't related to this episode though, right? They were yeah, they weren't related. Like our, our they were more thing. one. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to steal those from our main show, <laughs> so we won't do that. Um, yeah, uh, I guess just a question I have. Or um, you guys, since we're talking about all these different Transformers series, what is your favorite Transformers series? Uh, it's really a toss-up for me between <sighs> Generation One and and Beast Wars. Uh, I literally grew up on Generation One. Like, like I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. How my dad owned a video store, and I would wear out the the Transformers and GI Joe tapes, and and actually. Uh, I, I think I actually watched the uh, old My Little Ponies and Care Bears too. Now that I think about, it. but the Transformers one, especially the Dinobots one, I always came back to. And Beast Wars was just like it came at the right time where I could actually like sit and watch it. And as I watched like more and more of it, and like saw, uh, and they like like they did stuff to kind of tie it into the Generation One co- continuity as well, or at least made reference to it. I thought that was absolutely you know awesome. Because it was like one of the few times that I have seen a series make a like a met a meta history of sort of sorts, you know, like something that was like okay, we have this universe that we're in, but we're also including other things that have happened, like in other shows, and these shows are a part of it. So, like I said, cool. it's really hard for me to pick between the two. Yeah, um, for me, it, it's. Um, it, it's probably Beast Wars or this one. It's one of the two. I really like, even though it's not my favorite Optimus, like not everything is my favorite version of the characters, but just the general story and where it goes and all the different elements together makes this probably Beast Wars and this one being my favorite Transformers series. Um, I mean, I, I don't really feel like I have enough authority to say I have a definite <laughs> favorite because I don't think I have experienced all of them enough like i've only seen yeah. a like a little bit of uh the g1 and a little bit of beast wars so i think based on what i have seen um i would probably say that out of pure nostalgia i would say transformer cybertron is probably my favorite just because that's the one i grew up with and i like totally. loved it and then but i would say in terms of being good i would probably say transformers prime because i did like really love that show and i like liked the characters i love the human characters and i love the autobots like i said rc is like the best on that show because she's like badass but likable didn't they have a bulkhead in in that one too they did the bulkhead is also in that one and he's uh his like they, they have this thing where each of the characters have like each of the uh autobots have like a human partner except for ratchet and optimus and and it's very funny because Bulkhead, you know, is gigantic and his partner is like this little cute girl who like, <laughs> not like, and not like super little, like she's the same age as, I think they're, she's like yeah. a teenager. Um, but it's just like, uh, so weird that he's like the giant manly one and then he's best friends with like the girl on the team. Yeah. Um, and, and then the, the youngest one on the team is Bumblebee's partner, and he's only his partner because he's the only one who can understand Bumblebee, which is actually really funny. At yeah, because it's, it's, yeah. it's pulling a little thing like from the from the movie where like he's right. his vo- like his voice modulator or whatever is broken, and he only can talk in like beeps and clicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah and there's, literally, cool. there's literally sorry. a scene where like the, yeah, there's sorry, no, I I interrupted you, but. <laughs> Uh, there's literally a scene where the I think the main character's name is Jack. I can't remember exactly, but the main boy character he needs to drive Bumblebee 
uh, and he's like driving, and the mobile is just like, burr, 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 and he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> does, he, does he try talking for the radio like he does in the movie? I did think that was a cool part of the movie. Was that? He, yeah, that was. I, yeah, like as much as I dislike the movies, I think the first. I think they have a lot of interesting ideas that yeah. could be better implemented. But like, yeah, like even as bad as I think the fourth one is, I love the design of the Dinobots in that one. It's such a cool. Like redesign of them. I was a big fan of that. Um, I I think it's cool that like um, RC is the partner of like the main human character, which probably gives her a lot of screen time in the show, which makes her one of us. That's why she's my favorite character. Yeah, it's it's cool that they made her like really important to that series because in every other show, RC has just been like the girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool that they they made her like the main Autobot essentially. Yeah, it's cool because. Um, a, they didn't pair her up with the girl human partner, which you know, way to go, advancement. But also the fact that it's she's the girl, but it's never done in a way where you're like, oh, she's the girl. Like mm-hmm. she's just a member of the team and is just as important and as the same as everybody else. Like you never get the feeling like she's the girl of the team. Like you never get that. I should definitely watch more Primates on Netflix, so I probably should do that. If I should do that before I watch Transformers Animated again. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, other than that, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Um, I think I want to remember to plug uh, Turn the Page again, because I'm pretty sure the an episode with my friend uh, is coming up. And uh, I don't know, I, I mentioned it on, on the main podcast off and on, but I don't know, if Lucas, if you remember, it's that... Basically, uh, it's Jesse Cooper gets some friends together, and he reads one of those old choose-your-own-adventure books. And uh, they're redoing TikTok Your Dead, which was one of those R.L. Stein give-yourself-goosebumps, like, scary (laughs) story books. And it's... And like the that's the one I had as a kid. Yeah, it's like the last couple of times they did it is it's been pretty funny because also because they also have like a it's the one where like your your younger brother goes running off into like some time warp thing and you have to chase after him and it's yeah it's just it's it's <laughs> such a stu- stupid thing but it's also like one of the more hilarious things. Uh, but you know that just other than that podcast, you know, I don't really have much else to po- to uh, plug. I really need uh, to check that out. I, I mentioned I was going to watch this and that podcast a few episodes ago, and I have, still haven't watched it, but I do definitely want to check that out, because that sounds like a really cool idea for podcasts. Uh, yeah, uh, it does. Sounds like really cool. Definitely check that out. Um, but uh, my podcast is called uh, D-Comedy, which is uh, me and my sister incrementally making our way through every single Disney Channel original movie. And we're just about, I imagine, <laughs> I, I don't know how long you guys go to release, but I imagine by the time this goes up, We'll probably have our our Halloween episode up, which is we're reviewing Halloween Town, and it's a really fun ride. It's a really fun show to do. It's not on uh, Audio Entropy. I consider ourselves Audio Entropy adjacent, uh, but so you can find it on iTunes or on a Shout Engine. And yeah, it's just it's a really fun time, and you don't have to have really any experience with Disney Channel original movies just because we break it down for you of how literally insane they all are. <laughs> Even though we do start every episode by calling the movie a classic. <laughs> I like that. Well, they're Disney. Everything Disney yeah. does is classic. Yeah, it, it started out as like, I, like in, the, in the second episode, I was like, we can't call everyone a classic. And then I was like, I think that's just going to be our thing, is that we <laughs> call every movie a classic. I love ongoing jokes like that. Like the, 
That's the bread and butter of podcasts, I feel like. <laughs> um, so, and me, I'll plug my uh, Twitter and Tumblr again. It's uh, My Twitter is at JohnDar726, at Twitter.com. Um, that's not that. It's that's at Donner76, sorry. Um, DangerCherry.tumblr.com is my uh, art blog. And I Twitch stream art at uh, Donner76 at Twitch.com. I'm sure there's a better way of saying that, but I'm tired. <laughs> um, well, uh, so follow, follow us on Twitter, too. Our podcast also has a Twitter, which is just D Comedy Podcast. Anyway, oh. go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to be actually. At the time of this recording, I'm going to be doing a stream tomorrow of uh, Inktober catch-up. So hopefully you watch that. That would be like a week ago, because this is going to come up on this day. This episode should be posted on Halloween Day. So, Okay, the the Halloween town will definitely be up, everybody, so... Yeah, go listen to that right now. After shutting this podcast off, go listen to Halloween Town. Okay, wait, yeah, you said go listen to it right now, and I was like, no, wait, it's not up. And then I was like, no, wait, it is up now. That is like, it's weird to think of. (laughs) So after listening to this, check out uh, E-Comedy. I've been John. I've been Jordan. I've been Lucas. Oh, Spookus. That's true. I've, I've, I've been Jonathan. And this has been a spooky episode of War and Beast. Found on AudioEntropy.com, much as well as other spooky podcasts, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) We've been dead all along. Transform and roll out.